Hi guys, welcome to another Pop Culture Gamer show. We're here as a threesome again. So it's hi to Hayden. Hi there. And hi to Alan. Hello, Konostatu. <laughs> anyway guys, so what have you been up to? Losing the start. You go first, Alan. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah. So thanks again for having me back for a, a second week. So I hope all the first week went well enough I got the invite back. Um... My well, wo- the feedback's been very positive from people, so you did a good job. Oh, thank yeah, you. Ho- hopefully, as we move forward, I'll improve this week now, more clear on my notes and stuff. Um, my week has been <clears throat> pretty, not as gaming goes, it hasn't been massive. I've played one game, maybe two. Um, work has just been really busy this week, so it's taken a lot of time. Mm. Um, training as per usual, takes up a lot of time. I've nearly hit the 100 miles this week running and about 24,000 feet of vertical gain. So it was a good week of training on top of everything. Um, I watched a good few TV mov- TV shows, a good few movies. So as I was saying to you on chatting to you, it's kind of hard, it's kind of difficult to pick two or three to talk about on the podcasts to, that are mm. a bit interesting because you, sometimes you kind of watch four or five movies in the week. So um, I do on a on the treadmill or on the bike or in the gym. Um, probably the biggest thing for me this week really was Picard, the first episode. Yeah. Um, I know all three of us were pretty excited about it, and we've had a good old chat about mm. it as well privately, which has been great. Um, we'll probably go into more of that later on, and then again maybe at another date. Um, my running. My audiobook this week for my running has been the Star Wars, the Aftermath trilogy. Um, I, this has been out now a while, but I haven't. I think 2017 it came out. Um, it's a three-book trilogy that takes you from the end of Return of the Jedi straight through, really, to um, the start of The Force Awakens and kind of ties up a lot of, like, after the second Death Star is destroyed, the Emperor is killed, um, Darth Vader dying, and then it kind of... it. But it doesn't really follow the story of Skywalker, Princess Leia, or even Han Solo. It kind no. of it, no, it kind of follows the rebel pilot uh, Nora Wex- Wexley, um, and the story, and then kind of brings a few other characters into it. Um, the first one was okay. The first book I, I listened to was quite was okay. The second one, no, I'm really in- I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to finishing it off. So I'll probably finish it next day or two. So mm. the Star Wars aftermath, it, it kind of ties nicely to The Force Awakens. It's, it's definitely worth a listen. Um, as you know, I, I got home quickly today after work. Um, a busy day at work today for lunch. And I was lucky enough to get out and get, get home for the podcast. And yep. that's pretty much my week. Nothing two weeks. Oh, I also picked up um, three months of Xbox Ultimate. When you get three months free, Microsoft are running a deal at the moment until February the 15th, mm. if anyone's interested. If for, for three months boss, you get three months free, plus you get an extra month free as well for um, activating the monthly charge, which you can turn yeah. off straight away after. So you get seven months really for the price of three, which is a good deal for the current, yeah, for that Game Pass. Definitely so. worth a shot. I think mine ends in November, so I might have to yeah, I picked up. That. Yeah, I'm going to pick up another one again now tomorrow or the day after, I think. And um, so yeah, it's that's not bad. Like if you think about it, if you break down the price per month, it's not that expensive for the games you get. Again, this week you'll see the games that came out on Xbox were, you know, some good ones came out again on that Game Pass. So, and that's it. What about yourself, no boys? Well, how was your your week? Fine. Uh, my week, quiet sort of week. Um, 
like yourself, Alan, I've been in a bit of a gaming funk, actually. I've just uh, not really uh, found that much to sort of play. I tried, um, you know, doing one or two things, but never really uh, hit it off. I did complete a game, like I was... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, but, a game for yeah. game completion five. <laughs> it was without escape. Okay, okay. So that started off on the PC, and this is I played the console edition of it. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it was all right. Um, not one I really cherished the idea of reviewing. To to be honest, but do you mind me cutting there, Steve? Or Hayden, you're a gaming fuck. No, is that down to the fact that you've you really do play a lot of games? Like if you're a gamer scorer and you're passionate about it, do you think you've mm. you've done so much lately that it, that's your reason, or it's just there's nothing out? Difficult to say. I would. Yeah. I think um, at the moment I'm just feeling more of the desire to watch stuff rather mm. than to play stuff. So I've really got into movies and uh, TV shows this week. So mm. I'm going to talk about Altered Carbon later oh, on. Yeah, gotcha. um, I've watched uh, Ad Astra oh, yes, I've seen with it, yeah. Brad Pitt. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that this week, but um, I've watched that. And I've also been going through the Jason Bourne movies as well. Oh. So I've done four out of the five of them after never really getting on with them. Because, um, to be honest, I've always thought that the cameraman looked like um, he was freezing cold because the camera shakes so all much, over yeah. the place and it was it, when i used to watch it it did my head in but i thought you know i think born it would be something that i would quite enjoy if i could just get past the camera work um and i've you know i've got past it finally so and that but then, it's taken me years to do I it never, i never noticed it to be honest when i watched i mean i think it was about four four movies was there in the end yes four, oh, yeah five uh, five because there's also the there's the one that doesn't have well it's set around Jason Bourne but right. it's um, you know the, the I forgot what it is it's the Bourne legacy that's it right where it's Hawkeye yes that's the kind yeah. of the same time and on on that as well now I I just finished Treadstone the TV series the spin off TV show that yeah that just finished and I'll probably talk about that next week all going well um, so that was a reason why I was actually yeah you'll totally enjoy so that could, the yeah. camera work is and that actually goes right back to like 40 years ago to the Cold War when they kind of started how they first started all that um, training and, and chemicals and building the perfect soldier so you'll definitely enjoy that it's well worth the watch yeah. Um, yeah. so I'll talk about that next week hopefully yeah so, other than that, I got a couple of record cubes uh, to have my storage, so I can actually have in like a sort of like a wooden box. Well, it's not a wooden box; it's like a shelving unit, but so that I can have my uh, records uh, out rather than being in a cupboard somewhere, oh, which is what they have been. The yeah, old, it's like the IKEA boxes, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, like that sort of thing. So I got a couple of those and obviously watched Picard as well. I was uh, up at midnight hoping that it was going to launch and it did. It dropped, so I sat and watched that Excellent. Uh, on there. And I know, Steve, because you're doing nights, it's uh, more difficult for you and you can't make it. But uh, we've been talking about doing a, um, a special on Picard because it is the first week, so we want to get it out there. 
Well, um, I'll have but to just, so that we can I'll go through just, a lot. Yeah, I'll have to just pass on that then because I, I, I feel, I feel like if it was going to be during the daytime, I'm going to be sleeping. If it was normal time, I'll be even. It'd be evening. But if you can't sort of wait a week, then you know I'll have to pass. Well, I mean, I'm sure that we'll probably do one after the next one as well. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I think it's. I would just... mind that if we kind of every week. If, like, I think it's an interesting. I think there's so much theories and debates and easter eggs there's so much information just in the first episode i think there, there's a few chats every week to be honest with you. even from the yeah. chats we've had on messenger or between us it's been even those chats have been great so i think there's a future chats yet a podcast yet and i'd say hopefully well you well i mean you've seen all of the notes that i've done on it yeah yes I uh, have, Alan, yeah. haven't you <laughs> and it's like i've picked out so many things from so many different episodes yeah uh, that were in there, you know, right down to like the fedora that was very cleverly placed in the mirror when Picard was getting ready for his interview right. and stuff like that. Um, you know, the, there was so much in there and so many different things linking in, and like the Daystrom Institute, it links to every element of Star and Trek. And the two, the two people that are, I don't know if they work for him or they're his friends. They go to the there in the comics that I read, Picard. Yeah. how he saved him and stuff which so there's some great can there to be honest with you so far yeah very subtle that must admit yes it is it's nice it's not yeah. overbearing I, I really think it's well done not like Star Wars yeah. like Star Trek sorry but Star Wars would do it if you know what I mean oh we won't start that conversation against Star Wars <laughs> no no no, no let's not <laughs> I won't be invited but, uh, back next week <laughs> but yeah we're, we're gonna uh, yeah, we, we thought we'd do one this week because obviously it's timely because obviously it's one of those things yeah. that's kind of like time sensitive anyway but next week if you're up for it Steve uh, we'll do another one as well and, yeah you know, see what we can do see what, when you're back. see what date I'm on call yeah. than that, you know. Yeah. I know yeah. you want to shove me out the door, but you know, uh, you, oh, we, do just we no, don't no, want to shove you out of the door at all. It's just your timing with your work at the moment, that's all it is. Anyway. Anyway. So I haven't done a lot really, to be honest with you. Um so again, same as you've been watching Star Trek. Place in Destiny Two, which we'll get into later. I can have a good old whinge. And oh. Uh, yeah, because you and me have had very different experiences on this. Yeah, and I'm not the only one apparently. So it's no, it, it's it's just it's the luck of the draw probably. Uh, also, I I've done a touch of playing with Shadow of the Tomb Raider because I've never completed it and been on that um, HMV this week. Death, uh, Happy Death Day two in a sequel. Have you seen those? Yeah, I've seen I've seen the two of them. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, Toby, it would have been Tobe, um, Toby Hoover's birthday this week, so I've ironically picked up the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 40th anniversary. Oh, wow, great. Which is outstanding. And some that you may not know, Extro, uh, When a Stranger Calls, and The Changeling, which is a superb ghost story with George C. Scott. So some class movie viewing there. Other than that, Lost came in the post. Not Lost, but Lost the, um, the concert soundtrack, <clears throat> which is a, a three-album box set and it is excellent excellent music I must admit yeah because you have to admit when you order a record like that and you say it's lost in the post <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted to see if Yodel could do that <laughs> <laughs> I did intervene them and say put it in the shed <laughs> yeah so rather than behind the bin this time yeah exactly I wouldn't want this getting so again I'd be furious yeah but it was well it was like in a thick massive box so it was well packed even though it's a a three album sort of you know it's like an like an inch thick of the, of the box set mm. with you know but uh some lovely artwork this was a recorded in in i think this one was recorded in dublin 
All right. Because it's got the 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 um, orchestral guys are the RTE orchestra. Oh, the RTE orchestra, yeah, the great yeah. orchestra, yeah. So and this and it is it is a live recording, so you've got oh, every now and then you, you have some clapping in between. You got um, you got Michael Gatiss, you know, having a chat about the tracks as he as he as they go in between them as well. But it's well worth a, a listen. And mm. I've actually just put the first three tracks on YouTube, so if you want to check that out, you can hear them on there. Okay. So I was on there today doing that. Anyway, is it all of the music from Lost or just a selection? It's a selection, but it's um, it's going because there's six seasons, so there's a, there must be a lot. Yeah, of I music think they in it. obviously what they do is there's a lot of lively music when they do shows like that, and they yeah. But what they do is they reintroduce the same sort of bits of score, don't they, every week, probably without subtly knowing about it. Mm. But yeah, no, it's it's very very good, better than I expected. And also, it's all three different color vinyls. There's a lot, some great liner notes in there as well. And uh, yeah, very good, very good. Nice. Okay, is it one? That, mm. Is it one that comes with a digital copy of the soundtrack? No, as well, Mondo. Ne- Mondo's never do, to be honest. No, I think that's a bit of a shame because you know, obviously, you're very limited in listening to your record collection, and not many records do come with a digital copy, so that you can you know transport it around. But I do like it when they do that. Saying I think that, that that's, I've got a, that's the best way of doing it. I've got on my little underneath of the monitors. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got nine digital codes that I've got to redeem, <laughs> which I haven't bothered to do for a while. But uh, yeah, it's these sort of these sort of things don't. But I mean, you can sometimes hunt them out on Amazon as well. If you maybe if you're trying to look on there or. Spotify, yeah. but if not, you can go to YouTube and you can actually watch the concert. Mm. So yeah, but, uh, okay. Excellent. So you put some good notes in there. So should we go to gaming this week? Yep. Yeah. Right. Okay, Hayden. So what news have you put in there this week for us? I haven't looked at the. Notes, well, Alan's so. put it in actually, oh. so I think we'll hand it over yeah. to Alan oh, anyway, to give us the news. Roll away. Um, yeah, I. A few interesting bits of news this week. Um, I think the first one, for any um, Oculus Rifter or people who are into the VR, the Half-Life Alex, which is hopefully coming out in March, um, Valve usually stick to their dates, but as part of, of the new game coming out, they're actually giving all the the Half-Life series free for stream users until the day of release um, on launch, which I think mm. is a good deal that um, Half-Life 2 even though I mean it's a very old game, it still holds up. It's fantastic, you know. Um, you can get mods that bring it up to date. Yeah, though. that's correct. Yes. Um, so, like, I played it years and years ago. I have no intention of picking it up again. But it's just a, it's a nice little offer. Or throw to, I'm sure lots of people have it already. The orange box on the Xbox when when mm. that came out. So even now, people still pick that up. I think it's such a, a good deal. Um, another interesting one. I think that uh, Hayden really liked was that um the ninja theory team have released new, uh, the first episode which is apparently is going to be an ongoing series called the dreadnought diaries um oh yeah um yeah. talking about development hell hell blade 2 and also they teased a very interesting one project project um pronounce it's not Mara. Mara I think so how they pronounce it they showed us slight yeah. clip it's in the real world and again it, from Ninja Theory it's dealing with a lot of um, mental issues um, stuff that's going on you know people's minds and stuff 
the, just for that couple of seconds clip they showed it actually looked very intense and very interesting so it, it'll be interesting it's nice to have a developer doing those kind of weekly or monthly videos that are going to be doing and keep you up to like like a direct like a state of play or something mm-hmm. like that it's interesting and it's if more i think if more developers did that it would be good as well you know um mm. the other thing is uh, unfortunately another delayed game again is, um, yes, I, I saw that this week. So pretty gutted about that one. I'm apparently. actually gutted myself about this one because I love the first one, even though it was pretty brutal in in part, especially the nighttime sections. <laughs> um, Dying Light Two has a, a delayed actually for no date given, which I personally think means it's it's they're going to jump onto the new consoles, or else there's a lot more going on there we don't know about. Mm. But that's like not to give another date is interesting. I think. Um, it's a shame, really. We'll have to go back and play the first one again, which still holds up to this day. It's oh god, yeah. I mean, I, I I did complete the game, but I didn't yeah. finish the DLC to be honest. Because one of my favorite games oh, years ago, thinking about it, was um, Dead Island. I absolutely, I hundred percent of that game, top to fin- top to bottom, it was a great game. And Dying Light in was very similar to that, only with zombies mm. and. Um, but it did look graphically stunning. Even now, it looks very good. They they updated the 4K enhanced graphics, and it does look good. It's just a shame we have to wait now. But again, when it comes out, if it's if it's better for the gamers if they're spending more time in it, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's going to be. I mean, they're they're pretty long games. Yes, oh, like game. Oh, just last, I, I didn't know when it was going to end. To be honest, it seemed like yeah. forever. Um, I mean, from the trailers that the, the gameplay they showed of it, they really seem to have improved the the running and the parkour in it, um, and the kind of like the control of it. it. It could be a bit clumsy sometimes in the first game; you could fall and break a leg, which was part of the game and stuff. I know, but it just looked a lot more smooth. The the new gameplay mm-hmm. of it, um, and finally, kind of news for me. My aunt said, "Like I'm can't wait for Doom that a massive three hour hands on was done by a lot of the big." Um, podcasters, a lot of the big people, the guys, the influencers out there, and the feedback on it has been actually really, really good. Um, so, like three hours of the, the first three hours of a game to p- let people play it is is great. So, um, Doom Eternal is definitely my. I, I can't wait for it this year. For that, yeah, mm. I'm not sure if it's for me this year. I mean, I played it back in the day. I think you have to be on speed. To play it, don't you really? <laughs> yes, that's what. But it's interesting from a couple of the other podcasts and other people who are YouTubers who are, who've played it. They've actually said they've taken the speed, but I won't say slowed it down, but they've made it more tactical, hmm. so that you go into. They've opened up the 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 levels or the world more, so you hmm. you you go in and instead of kind of just like run and gun, you kind of have. There's bigger bosses that are take there's certain ways you can take them down so it's a lot more tactical with the run and gun if that makes sense from what i've been hearing so i look i still think i mean visually if it's it'll be stunning as well so i love this type of game so i'm really looking forward to it and there's not much else at the moment around that time coming <laughs> out so we'll have to we'll see hopefully it won't get delayed anymore yeah that um, just reminds me because something else i've been playing i started playing resident evil 2 on the playstation oh brilliant and uh, I, I, I will mention that because I have played it and completed it on one character on the Xbox. But <clears throat> there's a reason why I went to PlayStation. But yeah, well, that's something else I've got to talk about. But yeah. So you've you've double dipped. I yeah. have, yes. Double dipped. Do you know? I I remember somebody 
from the Southampton area who used to give me grief for double dipping. <laughs> yeah, he was in another show, wasn't he? <laughs> he was, and then he came onto this show. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Yeah, didn't know that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think that's most. I've uh, just seen there now as well today. I kind of came up with my Twitter feed that Rocksteady have re- released a free if anyone's still playing the Batman Arkham Knight game on the PlayStation, they've released the R2 free Batman um, skin, which is actually, it's a very dark costume with a huge red bat in the front of it. It's a very cool looking costume mm-hmm. or skin. So like a nice five years later, a little something free for any um, Batman like Arkham fans out there. Um, you could Originally you could only guess it when it was um, at E3 when the game was first announced. It was a, a kind of a, a private code given to players, you know, that were at the oh, okay. official mm-hmm. opening. So now, if, and it's appeared now again on, uh, yeah, for free I've got, now. I've got, so. I think I've got, is it three of them they've got now? Three Batman games? Yes. There yeah. was yeah, there was three by them, but there was also Warner Brothers who did Batman Origins Wait, as well, which bombed. Yeah, but it, actually Batman Origins one is my favourite of the three apart from the first one. I lo- I finished it even on the Wii U when it came out. That's all because mm. you could on the pad you had like your own utility belt, I suppose, and they had the map and everything on the pa- on the, the big um Wii U pad. And it was fantastic to play on that game and it I finished it. I finished it actually twice. I think three times I finished it on three different consoles, the Origin one. It's a great game. But people, it didn't do well, so. No, I, pl- I played the Origin one, and while I enjoyed it, it was one I never. It was the only one out of all of those sort of four Batman games that I never actually completed. Well, hopefully, no Rocksteady uh, will release, or they're kind of teasing us a lot lately now with the old Batman, old. Um, for the new one, so hopefully they yeah, say I, something soon. Do, do you know? I, do you mm. know? What I would actually quite. I'd like to see again. Is a is another fighting game on the Injustice series? Yeah, I'm not a big fight, massive fight uh, that style of game. No, because so that, I didn't the, play. The, the, that, that's a DC universe story, yeah. and um, you know, you've got Batman, Harley Quinn, and the Joker, and all that. All, all fine, but it's it's just great fun. I love that. Brilliant. I think the problem is though it's a fighting game. It's a fighting game, game yeah. Mm. For me, it's yeah. Like I did watch all the they someone put all the cutscenes together on YouTube like a movie. Right. That was that actually was very good to watch. It's actually a very good movie when it was spliced together. So <laughs> if anyone mm. wants to stay away from the fighting, <coughs> they can watch the YouTube video movie online. Yeah, I know. I I just I I just that 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 series actually just sort of, sort of changed me. I just loved it and it's, yeah, it's, it's a Mortal Kombat as well. I played as well, but it's. Uh, well, this Mortal Kombat was in a lot of people's top ten as well, wasn't it? It was Mortal yeah. Kombat Eleven, I think it was. I yeah. didn't play it on myself, but the, the the feedback and the reviews of it were very positive. Mm. So, yeah. mm. don't you think that combat games, you know, like Mortal Kombat, like the Injustice, mm. though, they are more games of the past rather than nowadays. It's not a genre that is sort of invested a lot in by many manufacturers you nowadays. You don't see too many Street Fighter games. They keep re-releasing no. the old ones, don't they? Yes, with, yeah. with an extra long name or a yeah. turbo, yeah. turbo exciting but I think something. Yeah. What is different... Turbo nitro yeah. injection. But as you pointed out, Alan, that the like Injustice, for example, they have a story tagged on it yeah. that's more interesting because it's got the characters from that, that, that universe and it seems to work well with that, I think. It's... But then again, so does Dead and Alive as well, yeah. although it's an unintelligible story. <laughs> it does have a story, in it? Yeah, it has, it has a very character. bouncing story, I must admit. You know, that, that. I, I, was, I wasn't uh, <laughs> re- making any reference to any 
assets that are in the game. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was actually referring yeah. to the actual story. Again, there, actually, there is a story Harley, for each then, character. Then again, I do love Harley Quinn in that, and actually Wonder Woman as well. When you've got some vermouth off to a tea and some of the actual... Because it's more like an RPG now, those games, because it's not just fight. You actually earn credits, unlock different types of uh, clothing that mm. have got attributes with them as well. So mm. it is a bit. It is moved on since just the plain fighting game on the that you would have seen in a in an arcade somewhere with with two sets of joysticks where you're you know going it hammer just, and tongs. It just seems like a very niche. Um, I suppose it's the wrong thing to say, but a very niche kind of game. Like it's okay if you've got a couple of friends around the house. You have like we used to play Mortal Kombat on the Sega mm. before I got married with kids and stuff, you know. And I and, think then it was more fun. Playing online, you do. I, I, never, I tried once or twice a couple of games, but oh, I you're going to get my your ass kicked, kicked like, aren't you? you yeah, will, yeah. But, but the, the yeah. good thing about the online is you can join like a group of people, yeah, and you can all earn rewards from what you're playing in the game. Oh, okay, and you would, and then you would use that to unlock. It, it's sort, of, it's very much like a loot box, but it's you don't pay for it. And when you spin the spin the coins, that you will unlock different weapons or different. Uh, pieces of clothing yeah. for different characters that you've got un- unlocked in the game, and obviously they they do have like the the exotic idea that Destiny has with 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 the gold outfits compared to a uh, you know some of the other ones which might be blue and green in the same sort of same sort of um, makeup of a game, yeah. and and then you can go online and you can go into the multiverse and do challenges there to earn more coins to unlock more more wet more sort of uh, clothes and stuff, so you know. Power Hour, you're going to call it, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think one of them's on Game Pass. Yeah, Justice on Game Pass. I'm sure Mortal Kombat 11 will eventually come on there. They, they all kind of tend to come on Game Pass or PS yeah, Plus or something I, I eventually, own, you know? Yeah, I own I own Mortal Kombat 10, which is one before that. Well, apparently 11 rewrites the. Hit, not that I'm a massive interest the, the, the canon or the story of it, but number 11 apparently rewrites the whole lot again and kind of sets it back to zero mm. for the next one but yeah but the I, story I, I, apparently forget, so. forget the Mortal Kombat characters there I love playing as with the alien character and, and Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th and stuff oh, like okay. that <laughs> there's, there's a lot of enjoyment in using a big machete I can tell you that now and I think they've just added the Joker as well they apparently yes. use a big add-on I actually saw some gameplay of, of his moves it looks I mean the, 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 the way they make those it's just crazy some of the stuff they come up with oh god yeah Anyway, should we move on? So, as Alan's printed these in the minutest font I can imagine, does Hayden want to read these? That's not Alan, no, that, that was me. I won't get blamed for this one, thank you. Because <laughs> I cannot read that from my right. screen, so I will do subscription games this week if you'd like to do that. All right, so new releases for this week then. We've got Journey to the Savage Planet on PS4, Xbox, and PC. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire on PS4 and Xbox One. Kentucky Route Zero Act 5 on the PC. I have no idea. Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition for the PS4, Xbox One and Switch. Warcraft 3 Reforged on the PC. Sisters Royale PS4 and Switch. Not for Broadcast on the PC. Through the Dark Times on the PC. Bookbound Brigade on the PC, PS4 and Switch. And Ark of the Alchemist on the PS4. Anything float your boat there, guys, for that? As it there's a lot of PC stuff there. Journey to the Savage Journey Planet. Journey to the Savage Planet, definitely. I've seen some gameplay of it, and it does look interesting. 
Mm. <clears throat> I think I did see an advertisement on the front page for Xbox. Yeah, it's been on there. That. But there's yeah. a lot of PCs. There's a lot of bit, I mean, it's very quiet I mean, anyway, and there's a lot of PCs. Yeah, there's there. a real. I, I think compared to most, maybe the last three years, we'll say, where a lot of developers kind of came out January, February, March, you had a, a lot of people trying games, releasing games. It's, this year, it doesn't. I th- maybe the new console has affected this now as well, but there's mm. not that big game in really coming out in January or February to take you and catch your eye. I think there isn't another, you know? No, we're still going to have to wait yeah. for April, aren't we? It looks like it's kind of the March is when when Resident Evil comes out is is the kind of the first start of it, really. Yeah, is it is it end tail end of March? I think. Yeah, I think it's around the middle of March. That's when it kind of does one yeah. or two games. But then we had the games that cancelled in March. So you have, um, what's that um, Final Fantasy game in April? That's seven, yeah, that's I moved, won't be guessing. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it'll be maybe April, May, March, May, May, June before I get anything interesting, I think. Mm. Mm. Okay, so Games for Gold, we've got that. So we have the Plague, we have the Plague Tale of Innocence. Well, it's, uh, no, it's the, uh, Games Pass. Games Pass, there's a few games oh, that have just Sorry, I do apologise, see? Yeah. Stop reading it right. Okay, so Xbox Game Pass, we have Plague, a Plague Tale of Innocence, January 23rd. We've got Invisible, the same one on the 23rd. Salt. Which is the thirtieth? Well, I like that with chips. <laughs> and then we got fishing Simwell Pro Tour, ironically, on January the thirtieth. So, yeah, interesting then. Well, for me now, a Plague's Tale Innocent is the one I'm. I'm probably start tonight or tomorrow. Um, yeah. I was going. I, it's excellent. Yeah, I'm really. I've been, it's excellent. I've got it. I actually went to pick it up. Now I know <laughs> it's out on PC, but I'm. I'm going. I think I might jump on the Xbox and get some of those the uh, Hayden achievements. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, funny. I've not earned an achievement. I can't think of the last time I actually earned one. But actually, playing um, last night on the Xbox in a completely different game, yeah, I found it amusing. What was that? What's that popped up? That blue yeah, pop up thing. You know, what's that? <laughs> so no plague tail in this. And when you get the rare one with the different pin yeah. as well, I like the rare oh, ones. Oh, the diamond one. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of yeah. rare ones now. When I played, I finished the Call of Duty, um, the newest one, Modern Warfare. There was a lot of rare ones popped on that. Um, it just goes to show people were playing multiplayer more than single player, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Mm. I got like six or seven in a row within three or four, but about three hours. Um, but no, Plague's Tale, I went to pick this up so many times because this really seems to be like, like, like a movie, a cult movie that people... It didn't sell huge but everybody talks about it mm. is you know it's a must try that it looks stunning even in our face group um people put up pictures of it and there's like they say it's one of the best looking games they've ever seen on the console so yeah i definitely think i'm going to give this a go tonight or tomorrow cool mm. okay yeah last thing we have there obviously we've got the epic game which is farming simulator 19 i've never actually played any farming simulator game yet not sure if I want to run around just um, chopping corn. Well, considering that considering that you like uh, train simulator, it's probably yeah. right up your street, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I but train simulator, I actually know the line. I sound really geeky, isn't it? I actually know the line very well from from Reading to Paddington. <laughs> you know, that's, that's awful, isn't it? Okay, anything else to say on those guys? Um, not, no, not, not really. Not really, not. Yeah. Okay, Hayden, our gaming this week is we're going to move on to. Um, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I'm going to talk about Terminator Resistance. Uh, so this is a coming out, well, it's out on the Xbox One, PS4 and PC. It's a first-person 
shooter action sort of video game developed by Tayan and published by Reef Entertainment. I think these are the people who were responsible for the pretty bad Rambo game before. Oh, that, that's um, the game. game yeah. yeah, I've not actually even played it. You know, it looked that bad. Um, the game looks and feels very much like the kind of Skynet dystopian kind of future um, that you see in the movies. Mm. It's very faithful to uh, that sort of uh, imagery. Um, a lot of the game is uh, you running around doing tasks for NPCs, which uh, the game wants you to really care about. But personally, I didn't really find much being bothered about some of the characters that are in there. There are some kind of like a little bit weird choices uh, in there as well. I'm not going to go into what they are. I'm going to let you enjoy it when you <laughs> if you actually decide to play it. Uh, you know, part of, I think, the game's charm is it's a very basic sort of shooter. To me, this is something that would have equally well have fit on the 360 sort of generation rather than uh, the current gen because it's just not um it's not a modern you know, a modern shooter i think it tries to be but i don't think it, it succeeds very well mm. uh model wise it looks good um and it's like i said before it's very keep in keeping with the whole skynet dystopia uh but to me it's just not current gen enough um so in terms of the the areas that you uh, are in are mm. not exactly open world but not exactly closed you can go anywhere in them you know it's right. not linear in that sort of respect mm. but it's quite limited um, and in order to progress through to a different level you've got to go through quite a linear kind of story uh, right. with the game <clears throat> so uh, but you know obviously you can do these sort of like dialogues and when you go up to a character and start talking to them what I was immediately struck with was this just makes the game feel like Fallout 4. Okay. In terms of the way it's kind of like delivered because, you know, you see the character stood mm. there, you get the options boxes underneath. And that kind of like made me feel like this was an old style shooter, sort of Fallout 3, Fallout 4-ish sort of thing. Um, or, you know, even like the way that uh, characters are presented to you in... Uh, like Skyrim and stuff like that, you know, and the options that you get in there. Right. Personally, I think that this is one for the fans. Uh, very much so. Um, and where does, you... it, where does it take part in the story, in the timeline? Or would you know? Is there a timeline? Oh, or... it, well, there is, but it's sort of like it's in the future. Skynet's uh, taken over the world. You know, you're part of the oh, resistance kind against of Skynet. It, it's, it doesn't kind of like yeah, going so, to John John Connor timeline or canon or that kind of stuff or anything like that no does it, it it's it's uh, set in the future okay mm. um, um, you know you, when you start you you know you're in this um, sort of like rundown area I think you've I think you remember rightly because it's I, I, I kind of wasn't really I wasn't that in, invested in the story of it either you know I just it just didn't really gel that much for me even though i love uh terminator it, it, there was just something about it it just didn't quite you know and I, but this was a game i really really wanted to play i was quite excited by it people were 
saying how brilliant it is. And I'm not really sure what that is that they've seen in this game that I've obviously missed. But for me, it was just, uh, well, not really that bothered about and it. And are you playing it on PC or Xbox, Hayden? Uh, PC. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of so no, achieve, yeah. no achievements. <laughs> no, I thought he might go for achievements. It might be easy achievements on it for him, you know? No, what I decided to go for was a cheaper copy. <laughs> a cheaper copy. <laughs> yeah, CD keys. So do you think it's like one of those, you know, like where they have the engine for Skyrim or the engine for Fallout, they kind of sell those engines? Does it, so it feels like someone maybe bought that and modded it, maybe, to because I, I it kind of came out very fast. It kind of came out of nowhere, really, didn't it? It didn't even release with the movie. No, uh, no, um, it, it was just suddenly one day kind of there. Yeah, that's yeah. But, yeah. What about, they, it wasn't Gears 5, didn't they have a little add-on for Terminator as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah, for, um, I think, mm. the multiplayer. They were doing They were doing a big conjunction with the movie. Yeah, Sarah um, Connor and Sarah that. Connor, yeah. I, I picked them up, but I never used yeah. them in the game. I don't do much multiplayer, out, so. I don't think I even bothered picking them up, to be honest. I pick most things that are free. I just click OK. And yeah, just build. That's your list. what I do. Just like, you expand know. your hard drive. I, yeah, I know. I normally do, but I, th- I think that this has been the first Gears game. Well, actually, no, I didn't complete Judgment. Oh yeah, and it's only Judgment. Gears mm. Five and Judgment are the only two that I've not completed. All of the other ones I've completed. I think the first couple were actually on the hardcore level as well yeah. that I completed them, but yeah. in terms of the the new gears I, I just there was just something about it it just didn't gel with me does it feel it stale now though as much as it, yeah as much as it looks great do you think it's now sort of stale it's it's not really moved on is it in time i i certainly think when you play on a, a single player basis hmm. it's not as enjoyable as if you played with mates and you know you're doing you're you're taking part the parts of the different members of the squad and you're playing together as it were I think that it has more of an impact yeah. playing it like that than playing it on your own yeah so but you don't get that option in resistance it's <laughs> but if, if you like the game it, you know if you like sorry, if you like the game if you like Terminator there's enough here to maybe keep you a bit interested uh, uh, but I day, would yeah. say that this is one for the you know pick it up in the bargains Rather than or, buy it at full post. Is this PC only or is it Xbox, did you say? Xbox. No, PC, Xbox and I PlayStation. I think wait for Game Pass. I so, think this yeah, is I was going to say, wait for, this is one to wait yeah. for Game Pass. That's what I yeah. tend to do lately. No, I, t- I tend to look at a game and I kind of go, well, three months it could be on Xbox, Game Pass. I'll just hang on. It's yeah. strange like how, how things have changed. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Do you, if... Because I've, I've sort of like come to the point now where... Some of the games I've bought are in Game Pass. Oh no! But then they go out of Game Pass. You know, so um, and I've got games that I've bought that have gone into Game Pass, but then have gone out, and it's sort of when they go into Game Pass, do you actually bother buying? Oh, sorry, uh, trading, or do you keep it because you know you might go back to it? And do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting kind of. Does your collection? Does your collection actually hold? Should we say some games that have been in Game Pass now? You think that, well, you know, I could actually just trade them in and get a few quid for them. It won't be a lot. Well, I, I've done that. I've traded in some. Yeah, games. that's what I mean. Yeah, that's I traded I mean. a few games that came on Game Pass. Um, once they came on Game Pass, I traded them in and I finished them, and that was just 
I don't tend to hold on to games anymore as much as I used to, you know, so mm. I find just having the Game Pass or having even like the PS Plus or like anywhere, like Epic Store, even Twitch, like hum, humble, humble bungle now, which you're trying to get me into hidden, you know, those kind of stuff. It's just so, everything's kind of there now on, front, on screen, like it's, mm. it seems easier, you know. Yeah. So... Well, this month's Humble Bundle's really good because it's uh, the Shadows of Mordor um, game, game. you know, the war in Middle-earth. So it's definitely worth it just for that game alone. Yeah, it's it's a uh, big Humble Bundle this month. Mm. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. Cool. Alan, so, do you want to go, do, do you, are you ready? Are you finish Hayden? Sorry, I interrupt there. I, I was going to say the only other game I've played is Destiny because I've been hammering that. Well, we can talk about that well. in a minute. We'll let Alan go first, and then we'll finish yeah. on that with me in a minute, and we can I can yep. drink more wine and, and just sob in it. But yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, Alan, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I haven't played. I haven't played much this week, like I um, said to you. Um, I kind of continued a little bit with the Children of Mortar and Judgment. Those, mm. Not not much more to say about them. Judgment is is really getting good. Now I'm starting the story starting to come together now. I kind of have an idea who I think is the serial killer, but I won't give much away. Maybe in spoiler cast in future episode. Um, so I, the one game I played this week and I finished it really fast. It's only about two hours long. It was I must pronounce this right now. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Now this came out on Apple iOS I think as well. At the arcade it was one of the big ones, but it came mm. out on Switch as well. No, I'm surprised. I don't know if either of you played it, have you? Or would you know anything about it? No, 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 no I don't because know this about is it. very much a music. This is basically um, an album that they built a game around. That's the impression I got off it anyway. And there's some you can actually stream the the album now as well if you want. Um, it's a, it's like it's like a classic arcade running game in the vein of uh, that you've seen. You know, you kind of just swipe left, swipe right, that style. So it really suits the switch, and it's kind of pick up and play mm. um, and you collect coins it's like the usual collecting coins as you run but where it's interesting is it, it adds in if you've ever played Res which is just an amazing music game um, Res kind of style music everything is done in rhythm as you attack and dodge and you do it all in rhythm to to this the album and every level then is an individual song um, as you and then that builds the story, and you kind of start off on just running, then you end up on a skateboard, you kind of end up on motorcycles, and there's like you're wielding swords and you're collecting coins, but it, it moves super fast. Um, what I liked about it as well, I, I quite like stuff. There's not much blood or gore, and, the, and the enemies just kind of disappear when you kill them. It's kind of a real nice pick up and play game in the vein of. Um, you know that those kind of five ten minutes you've, so it suits me as well for, for mm. my my current lifestyle with work and everything else. Um, so it's basically like a, a pop album video game. It, it it's kind of hard. It's visually it's very stylish, and it's if you've played Res, it's all those kind of neons and you know you highlight certain parts when you highlight five things in the screen, they all kind of pop and explode in beat to the song if you hit them right. Mm. Um, the story then is about a young girl and you kind of as you go through the levels you find out about her and it's 
builds, the speed builds as you go through it faster and faster. Um, very interesting game. Like I said, it's very quick game. It's it's Sayonara Wild Hearts, and again, it was on a lot of people's. I think that's why I kind of, and it, since it was on the Switch, I thought it was great. It, the reason I no, took notice of it, is a few of in the year of podcasts or, or or YouTubers all had it in their game of the year. So it was cheap enough to pick up, and um, really enjoyed it. If you like music rhythm games, run running run, it's perfect for you, and it's quick to play. So that's it. Um, nothing else really playing this week because I didn't really get much time. I watch more TV shows and movies, like I said. So okay. that's it. So okay, so we'll, we'll we'll finish on Destiny, but so yeah, so Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So I went back to playing. Okay, Are you okay there? Yeah, you coughed a lung up. Yeah. Sorry, I coughed a lot up yet. Sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, so Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I've gone back to playing that because I never did actually complete it and I've, I've played with the others to to the max. And one thing I noticed is the achievement popped up and what I did was that I could hear these guys a bit further on in the map. So what you can do is you can you can go to the dud, no, sorry, dud. you can go to the mud on the floor, you can get your hands and cover yourself in mud. Just remember, Predator comes to mind for Arnie. And anyway, so I put it all on. So I actually, they sort of noticed me a bit. So I, I, I put myself up against this this tree, this load of trees, but it was all black. And I just stood still like I was a part of the tree. And the guy came out and then I just hit Y and did a takedown on him. And got the achievement called First Blood. <laughs> Which I- that tickled me. I must admit, I do. I do like some of the naming of these achievements. They will, um, you know, because I don't often read them because I don't get them too many. So I don't play many games other than Destiny. But yeah, it was it was just very amusing for me. That mm. uh, Resident Evil Two. I've started playing the PS4 as I said earlier, and because I completed one character on the Xbox One, I thought, well, I'll play the opposite character to see the other side of the storyline, and. What I did was, and some people may curse me for saying this, but I bought a a, a key to unlock the, un, the, 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 the unlimited weapons. And normally in Resident Evil games, you'd have to do within a certain time frame and get a certain grade to unlock like the, the, um, the rocket launcher or the Gatling gun. So what I did was I just, um, you could buy the, the key online on the Xbox or PlayStation, for example, and they're in your inventory at the start of the game. And as I played it already, I've already played the story once before, I'm going to be playing the same part of the story. I thought it was just good fun just to run around with a Gatling gun or just a rocket launcher, and that's all I need. And uh, it is very satisfying, shall I say, when there's a load of zombies come there and you... It, the choice of them to the point that you have got one bullet left, but in this case I have a rocket launcher and it doesn't matter. It's just thoroughly entertaining, <laughs> that is. So, I mean, I don't know about you guys think, think about these sort of unlocks. I mean, for this sort of game, it, if you can't get within that time frame or get the grade, you don't get to unlock them. Obviously, some other games have, have done this in the past, like I think Tiger Woods, you could unlock certain clubs I remember rightly because <clears throat> if you didn't want to you know if you hadn't had the time to put it in the game and progress you could actually do that so yeah yeah isn't it also called cheated no because I've already played the game completed it on normal as in so no it isn't cheating at all <laughs> so when you use these unlocks do the achievements still pop or does it switch them off 
Uh, no, the achievements have been. I've started to pop in the PlayStation still. Okay, so, did, interesting. Well, you say you did you pay for the the unlock? Yes, you do. Yeah, it's only. Uh, how much was that then for? Like, three pound, three pound. Oh, that's okay. That's not bad. It's not going to break the bank, is it? Well, well, look at it. If, if it makes you enjoy the game more and you're getting more out of it, then it's well worth it. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, I, you know, if if I'd have done that at the beginning before I played it the first time round, it would have been nonsensical to do so. Yeah, but I think well, you know, and I've also this just gets me in the mood for for when Resident Evil Three comes out, and I'm still debating where to buy it first. <laughs> do I go PlayStation? Do I go Xbox? Xbox. I don't really know. You go for the better graphics. Yeah. PlayStation, you go for where it originated from. Well, I know that's the, that was the other thought. You know the feel and the weight. You know, but but you know me, I'll probably end up with it on both. But do you know what? Until the when the next consoles come out, and we might have actually proper four K on a on a PlayStation, then won't we? Are you good, Steve? I know I know which format you get it on. You get it on PC because you get yourself a PC. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, we'll move on from that. <laughs> anyway, so this Destiny debacle. So, if any of you are aware that we're in the in the latest season, um, one thing you could do was just corridors of time, and basically what would happen is that everyone in the community would run the corridors of time, unlocking different routes, and it's accumulating in that. There is now an unlock code where you can go to the center of the, of the corridors of time. You can pick up an orb and, an, and a continuation quest for the exotic weapon called the Bastion. But evidently, that is not Saint 14's uh, grave. It's your grave. Yeah, I was. Some people said it was Saint. I weren't too sure. I need. I probably have to listen to it again on the on on YouTube because it was very yeah. If- it's supposed to be the grave of your character. Mm. But interesting though, as I said, I when I when I got there, I picked up the exotic orb that I needed. It gave me the next quest step. Then I looked on the map, it asked me to go to Saint 14 in the tower. And you know you get the blue you get the blue emblem, don't you, hanging over the characters that you know you've got to go and do something. Yeah. So I went over there, clicked on it, and then the orb disappeared. No quest returned, and I'm nothing's happening for me at the minute. For yourself, though, you picked it up, but as I say it's a bit of a broken. Well, like I say, it wasn't broken for me, and I've completed the Bastion quest. Yeah, and all I can say is I wouldn't really worry. Well, it's, we, it's... we this Destiny Two is more. Of a, yeah, it's a collection game these days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's turned into Pokemon. That's what, is that's what, what it's what turned into. It's funny because I, I see. Like, you know, I'm not. I haven't. I played Destiny Two, the single player, and I finished. It. I never went back to it after that. Um, but I, I, I go onto Facebook sometimes, and I see a picture you put up, Steve. This gun got quest done. This I didn't hate and be like this gun gotten. Mm. It's very strange. It's like you complete these levels or these missions, and then you are whatever missions you have to do, and you get that gun. But does that gun then add? Do you use that gun, or is just the fact you have it and you put it into the vault well, and no, leave I it think there? You it know, depends. it depends. Some it depends on the gun, yeah, and okay. also on, on also with on, on the role you get as well with the mechanics now of the game and, okay. and how you can what mod you can add is whether or not that can be a, a decent gun that you can be with, whether it's competitively or not. I mean, it, it depends upon what 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 gun entirely, because if it's a exotic, right. then the roles are always the same. 
But if it's a legendary, then you could get a god roll or you could get a really bad roll on the same gun. Um, so it, it really does depend on on that. But, but I think for me, because I, I watch uh, Cactus HD a lot because he does a lot of reviews on okay. guns and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, on YouTube, yeah, and he's uh, very good in what he does. But I'm still not really that much more clued up on what is like a god roll of a gun. And I'm sure I've probably deleted a load of ones that are actually god rolls. Yeah, but listening to two of you talk about that there, no, it feels very Pokemon to me. Got to get them all, doesn't it? Uh, it And the thought of it there, no, I think that's what it feels like. It's taking that mechanic and just put it into guns. Well, it's it's an interesting kind of way of making a more adult orientation, I suppose, if you think about it, rather than kid eating. You know, it's not only guns though, because it's armor armor as well. well. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes, and it's uh, you know your uh, sparrow or like speeder bike thing that you ride. But it's always the guns. It's always the guns. I seem to see posted on on our Facebook group. Finally got this bastion. Finally, you know the bastion quest exotic done or something as you're talking about. Yeah, it's, that that tends to be because when you're on a, a destiny now, yeah. which is probably slightly different to when you oh, did it. Oh, scares me. When when you go into the director, yeah. which is where your maps were and all of That's that, right. there is a separate one on quests, and in there you can have up to sixty two um, quests and bounties. So you could have like one quest and sixty-one bounties, and we all, we're all at different points in some of these quests, which we need to tidy up. Yeah, some of us, some of us that we do play with, I, I give Mark a, a nod here, but his internet's not been great of late, so I don't know, I don't know how he's doing. And how long does some of these quests take, or are these bounties take? No, no, it, it depends. It depends. I mean, I'm doing one for the, is it the what's the uh, one this season where you've got to do the shots with the uh, trace rifle in the in the crucible can you remember Steve I can't without looking I couldn't it's, tell it's you a, it's a kimono or something like that right. isn't it that ship uh, that uh, gun so at the moment I'm now playing uh, crucible rather annoyingly yeah um, but I'm, I'm having to play crucible but it's in the uh, uh, glory playlist rather than the valor so where what happens there is you earn glory by winning but if you lose you lose glory and you've i've got to get to a certain rank in that in order to be able to get so this good because you'll be moving like two steps forward one pace back and so and on that, and so forth is that fun for you hidden like we hear you talking about it it doesn't sound like it's fun but i mean is, is it if i'm winning it's great fun like? <laughs> If I'm winning, it's great fun. I know, yeah, but like, is it more of a grind? You you just want to have the gun. You want to have it oh, inside the, in your vault. That, that's the, another thing ticked this, off, if you know what I mean. Your OCD, yeah. you have to collect them all kind of thing. Tick off, I have that gun. The next one, next mission, next uh, quest. Is it that kind Des- of thing? Destiny, uh, Destiny is a grind. It's yeah. set your set your sights on something. But it is an enjoyable grind, And then figuring out the best still, way to do it. I think it's still an enjoyable grind. Because, I mean... Oh yeah. Overall, the game needs tweaking; it always does. But the mechanics of shooting is a joy to play. I yes, think. I will agree with you. I did. I I loved the the, the gunplay when I played it. Now, I've, like I said, yeah, I've tried to go back to it. It's just, it's just so much information is thrown at you. So much, like it's just very intimidating. So I to, to be honest, you can, you can do it as deeply or as yeah. you know 
as standard as you want. It depends upon what you want to get out of the game. Yeah. Once once you start to understand the mechanics, that's where you sort of like move into the space that Steve and I yeah. are in. I mean, have you actually finished the season now, Steve? Um, in terms of the past, I'm ranks what season of the dawn? Yeah, I'm rank sixty one, so I'm getting there. Yeah, because I, I think I'm about rank one hundred and thirty or something like that now. Well, you must have been putting uh, in a hell in of a lot of yeah. insomniac time and hours you've been putting in, probably. Compared yeah, because I'm uh, my characters like nine seven six. Okay, the se- uh, ironically, so, well, not really. The, the season actually ends in forty three days, twenty one hours. So there's plenty of time. Yeah, and do all the yeah. stuff that's in that season. Then, if you don't get it, it's gone. Or you don't complete. No, if you, if they do it the way that they did the last one, then any exotics that you didn't unlock, you get mm. okay. by visiting a web page. But anything that's not an exotic, so like any uh, special seasonal armor and weapons, that's it. You're not going to get them. Okay, interesting. But it's 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 still good fun. I know we won't we don't no, like hearing, too much hearing, anymore. But... Yeah, but hearing you talk about it, it makes me want to play it. If that makes sense, but when I go on, then like when I load up the screen and I go into, and I just see red dots everywhere, and I see it's just very very intimidating because I did try load it up but, and I I linked my Xbox which I finished the game on, um, and it's just there's stuff everywhere and I just felt oh that, so yeah don't try like, to be don't try to be too in order in what you've seen just yeah you point go to yeah. one thing and do it and concentrate on that only forget everything else. That that's why I wanted to, you know, why I was saying to you, if we played together on the yeah, PC, I'm try and put some I could side for it, I think try, yeah, yeah, because then I could sort of like guide you through what you need to know in order to be able to get to a position where you can see, well, actually, this is for me, or it, it maybe isn't for and me, then if, or like be, I just want to dip in and just play a little bit, and, but not all of this. And if, it, and if it comes to case, then it comes to three of us. We'll pop onto the Xbox or PlayStation. <laughs> I feel. I yeah. feel like that kid who who's been pressured into just one drink, just one, just just, just start, you know. <laughs> the, the two of you, yeah, that's what it we, feels like. Just just one we sip. We want you to get into the destiny hurt, crack, yeah. and the two of you push. Go on, go on, you'll be fine. <laughs> that's what it feels <laughs> like. <laughs> but no, I, honestly, hearing you talk about it makes <coughs> me because you both talk about it with such passion and such love. It, it comes across, you know. So um, I think, yeah, I think I'll. One day I'll definitely give it a go. Maybe next few days I have a couple of days off, you know. Well, I'm I'm in most evenings. Yeah. So just give me a shout, and then we can, I can go through it with you. Dead easy. Well, like I was saying to you, I'm usually quite this time of year, but for some reason I I don't know. Is there more money around, or people are spending? It's just we haven't quite at all. So it's the hours mm. are seem the hours seem to be holding the same as Christmas, unfortunately. So which is good and bad. If it did well, everybody's spending all of the money now before Brexit happens, uh, yeah. and then everybody's well, economy's imploding in five know, days' it just time. Seems to be a lot. Like our Sundays in January now are, are busy. Anyway, I digress. Sorry, sorry, Steve. Mm. You Thank continue. You, so anyway, <laughs> let's um, well, well, let's move on to the next segment. So we go to movies, TVs, and streaming. Okay, guys. Right, news first. Now, who's put the news in this week? Aiden, is that you? Uh, no, no, oh, me. Alan. Alan. So, Alan. I, think, I, I think it was me. I quite like. Um, 
news and finding stuff, so I put a few things in there, if that's okay. Okay, so what did you give us? I mean, there's a couple of bits that we all know about, but yeah. Yes, it's just kind of small little tidbits. I don't want to go too much into I thought, like, which, it's, a lot of the stuff as you probably can, you know, already is kind of obvious, but Simon Pegg has confirmed Mission Impossible 7. He's coming back as Benji, uh, the IMF tech guy. Turn field agent, and from what I've heard as well, another of you know the usual Twitter verse is that they're filming seven and eight together. Which yeah, I there's think a is quite back, good. Se- se- yes. yeah, there's a back to back idea. They're I doing think this that time. Tom Cruise's age has a lot to do with that as well. You know, yeah. So. And um, yeah. they're all trying to. Uh, there's one. I'm trying to see. Well, I haven't seen yet. Everyone's been trying to nudge Rebecca Ferguson to see if she's going to be yeah. um, in there again. But I'm sure she will be. I think she will. I think there's a great there's a great team there. It'll be a shame for them to split it up. You know, the last few have been really good. Yeah, because they they have mm. really followed a story, even bringing back yeah. some of the characters like it's um, like a nice Lane. there's a nice there's a nice arc there. The last yeah, it is. three of them, I think, which has been great. Kind of taking that um, the last three was the four movies of James Bond. They've kind of done that style as an arc going through all the movies, you know. So it's been good. Mm. Yeah, I mean Fallout, I say, was outstanding, and yeah, every time I'm sure Tom Cruise is always. Gonna outdo himself each uh, time. Yeah, he's very watchable. In fairness, and hopefully um, he won't break a, break an ankle this time. Yeah. the next one. I, w- I was just thinking that because when you look at the angle that yeah. his oh. leg was, oh. but what is amazing is that he still yeah, he got up and run. carried on yeah. and ran yeah. past the camera. Past the camera. He's yeah. a diehard. He just he's so good at what he's job. Like if you've seen some of the the clips, the making of the new um, Top Gun movie. Like they're really pushing that stuff in cockpit oh, with the God, cameras. I'm so excited for that movie. That's just going. To I tell you, I tell you what, they, I, you'd have to. I don't know if you got Ace Combat because I think you need to purchase no, that. No, never. That, you, 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 I've heard you, you talk about it. Yeah, well, I've got that. I got it on the PlayStation, and it's, I think Xbox. It's on Game Pass. Is it? Oh, is it? Well, I'll do it here on my Might phone. Be. I'll download it. Have a look. But it, when 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 obviously when the Top Gun comes out, you'll all want to play that game because it yeah. will give you that feeling. I'm telling you now. Um, next bit of news on there was um, Hugo Weaving. Uh, we all know him as um, Agent Smith from the Matrix trilogy. Unfortunately, mm. he's um, not returning for the the new the fort. He's one of the only car- the, the the previous actors who isn't coming back. Um, and I thought maybe it was just down to story. Uh, the new like move whatever the next story is going to be or arc mm. or plot. But actually, he released a very kind of interesting comment where that he was promised increase in wages for every movie he appeared in from like the first second third but that didn't actually happen apparently for him so he i think it's more he's unhappy with the the producers and and the guys that are making it than anything else mm. so again it's a shame because he's actually a great character that, that wasn't for that i don't think that was for that i think that that was for captain america oh no i think it happened as well for matrix he he, he named checked both of them i think as well, so I think the the trilogy he signed a contract as well. So right. um, maybe you're Cause, right because I know that that was what he'd said about yes. uh, his Marvel con- uh, contracts, which is why he wasn't back um, in um, Infinity War. Yeah, I, uh, he, and he men- I think he mentioned Matrix as well as as a as a thing. So look, I mean, it's a shame either way. He's not going to be back. He's he's a great character. Hopefully, they can talk. Well, him I mean, he was a, you know the joint equally yeah. important as. Keanu Reeves I, in that movie, yeah. you know the whole Mister Anderson. Ah, he was a, he was a great <laughs> I just, that always comes to mind where he says Mister Anderson, just yeah. the way he just reels yeah. it off. It's just so. 
And we all did an impersonation of him, but none of us no, could yeah, anywhere do near as good. He was, in, he was in the Lord of the Rings as well, wasn't he? Yeah. So. He was indeed. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a TV series. Yeah, they've released Lord some of the, of the cast names. There's some, good car- there's some good actors going. A lot of people, there's one or two from Game of Thrones after are apparently turning up in that as well. So let's fingers crossed they do that right. Um, yeah, just just thinking about the Matrix as well, though. I've heard something interesting, which is that Neo is actually going to be the villain. Well, well, we'll see. You know, that we'll one. see. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it? It'd be an interesting thought, Look, though. Either way, it's nice to have it back. You know, it 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 definitely is the resurgent of Keanu Reeves from John Wick to what you call it, Bill and Ted. No, that that clips and video and pictures you've seen that looks really good as well so can, can, can I just say it'll be good as long as it's not Kingdom of the Crystal Skull oh, yeah. sort of feature we don't talk about that that's a bad movie no no um, so next bit of news only something quite light hearted that I suppose connects to our, our Picard talk um, Patrick Stewart was on a TV show in America I think it's um, I can't remember the name but anyway Whoopi Goldberg is one of the, the chat show hosts on it um, and he he invited her live on the show to return mm. to Star Trek and I just thought to see her reaction and everything it was a really nice moment and to have it captured like that she 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 seemed very very happy about it and it was it was good you know and then it's nice to see her back in the show as well I'm guessing for season 2 which is next year hopefully well, she was always a big yes. star check yeah. fan anyway. So and so, look, it was a, if if you haven't seen us, go and just Google Patrick Stewart invites Whoopi Goldberg to return, and I'm sure there's plenty of clips everywhere. It's a, it's a nice few minutes of a of a thing. Um, the I'll keep that for last. Um, the Arrowverse series finale, which unfortunately Arrow, sorry, series finale, which is happening quite soon. Unfortunately, I'm gonna gonna miss the Arrow show. I'm a big fan of yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I I. It, yeah, I followed it from the beginning, and I've yeah, thoroughly same, enjoyed I'm it. On. I actually have a, a pop, a pop figure in front of me here of from the Arrow. You know, I'm a huge fan. No, they teased the Green Lantern. I want at the end of a of of the the Arrowverse crossover this year. Just a slight hint, tease of it. Yeah, they don't go too much at spoilers. No, we've we not seen been any teasing, yet. Remember, they've been yeah, <laughs> they've been teasing all along, really, with Dig for past episodes of the series you know um breadcrumbs kind of dropped all over the place for like um him being a part of that green lantern universe and hbo max now mm. are doing a tv series on it um i've seen a few pictures and clips not clips a few pictures stills of it and it looks quite good um so apparently the very last episode they're going to do some kind of connection to the the next hbo series um he, you know, so like it's a nice kind of connection again to that universe and keeping it all in the DC universe, which they're doing, you know, which I quite like. And the TV, they're really killing at the moment. DC on TV, you know, they're bringing mm-hmm. everything together and connecting it all into one timeline and one universe, you know. Just it's just, great. Like, I wish you could do that with the movies. That's what I'm saying. They've done such a good job with the TV. Sure. Well, I mean, I I, they're saying that now, Hayden. The last few movies and the ones that that are coming out, I think they're they're learning. You know, I think they're stepping away from the Marvel thing that Marvel yeah, that they try to do. You know, it, and just very, doing their own thing. now. it's very difficult for an actor that's, that's say regularly doing the TV show. Yeah. Sometimes they can't pull off doing the movie version. It sometimes for some reason wouldn't work. Yeah. Now that's no dis no disrespect to anyone or even 
even Grant who plays the Flash. But sometimes it's a different ball game, I think, doing the movie compared to a TV mm. show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more intense in the TV show because it's, it's week in, week out. But equally, you also have more time to develop your character yeah. as opposed to two or three hours, which you do on a yeah. movie. Yeah. But I don't know if any of you watched the new Harley Quinn animated series that's running at the moment, which is also connected to the Suicide uh, Squad uh, movies and stuff. That's unbelievable. Like That's a fantastic series. Again, the writing in that is just fantastic. So, look, I'm as a DC, I'm more of a DC fanboy than a Marvel zombie fan. So, um, for me, it's great to see. And like all the little breadcrumbs they dropped over all those series, uh, episodes of Arrow with Dig, his stepfather being General Rice Stewart, who, was, of course, was one of the characters in Green Lantern and... They had all those small little nods to him and the Flash, even in, in one of the crossovers, Elseworlds crossovers, they had um, Earth-90, one of the Flash, the, well, one of the, the, the opposite Flashes asked him where his ring was, you know, so all those small mm. little touches I thought were lovely, so hopefully yeah, he, now... He, it's, it, it's a shame they can't do more of that, I know it's, yeah. they've, got their own, they've got their own shows and they do do this every every year. They will bring everyone together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of the shows have done better than others. Supergirl's been a bit poorly of late. Yeah, I, I, I've got gone completely off that. And it's got another season. so it's, it's... I'm still going to give Legends another go because I well, still, I've, I've sort of grown to enjoy it in a, in a well, way. Speaking I, of that, no, I've watched the first two episodes of the new seasons of, of Legends. And yeah. it's very, very good. Hmm. What what I will say is that since since the the crossover um, Infinity and Earth, the Arrow's new first new episode after that was really good. Legends was really good, and even Supergirl was really good because they brought Luther Lex Luthor more into the world. Now he and I don't want to spoil too much, but they've changed the whole world. Yeah, there's there's obviously things. So now they're all yeah. they know what it was like previously. Even with Dig, they've done something with his daughter that happened during Flash. When you know, when Flash. I mean, it's, just, it's so. the same. I mean, we can talk about yeah what happened before. So where we was watching Arrow, and we were looking at as at his their daughter, yeah, all grown up as a as a sort of a late teenager now, and kicking ass as well with all the other characters as well. Yes, I thought it was great. And I mean, she's she's actually quite good because there's one another show she does on Netflix that the missus watched. Where she, I can't, Shadow Hunter. Yes, that's it. And uh, mm. yeah, I can see the appeal to that actually. To be honest, but but it's it's just they were bouncing around. Arrow was always bounced around the time zones, yeah. and it's always gone backwards and forwards. And if you're used to that, it, it's not a problem. And it's just a shame that we're gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be very sad. It's, it's a bit like Lost in a lot yeah. of respects. Yeah, it does like sideburst and yeah, it kind of it jumped everywhere, you know. And I, you know, flash forwards, flashbacks, flash. I know it had, it, had, it had its poor seasons. Don't get me wrong. There was one or two seasons there were very. But I will say the last two seasons have been brilliant. They've really yeah. closing off missed, very well. I've missed some other characters that were not there. You know, yeah. John Barrowman's character, for example, yeah. has been brilliant, and. Actually, I noticed because we watch Hawaii Five O. I know you guys might not, but no, the not. the show on on that has just had an, has introduced a new character, and I thought, God, she looks familiar. Who is she? Who is she? And she plays a member of the league in okay. Arrow, and I thought, yeah, of course it is, and yeah, so 
just coming to terms with her being in the in Y five O now, not a member of the league in, in League of Assassins. But uh, yeah. So yeah, that's the DC news, and finally, on very sad news, the the loss of Terry Jones, the Monty Python's member star, director, of course, of Life of Brian, um, unfortunately passed away at seventy-seven. It's um, very sad, but yeah, he was not a well man, was he? So. No, but um, it's nice, not that it's nice, but Sky and a couple of other channels are showing some of the Monty Python movies again and mm. some of the old documentaries. So it's been really good to watch them again. They still hold up. You know, great oh, I think so. I mean, it's quite amazing how the Americans took to it as well. Yeah, it's because you think they wouldn't. It's very very British. I mean, the yeah. same way because I was talking to someone today about uh, the other the other um, thing that they, that we they've taken well to us is Benny Hill, and you wouldn't think they would like get get it even not not like it, but they wouldn't get it, but they do. You yeah, know? I think it was. I think the the thing is with Benny Hill, what was. Uh, really not nice was just sort of like the way that he was just abandoned well yeah. again he was very and sad man wasn't given the ability to you know like reinvent himself but as he it was were. so typecast because when he appeared in the to watch the movie with uh, michael kane the the heist the italian he was job. pretty much the same character again because they used uh, certain size women to to <laughs> to, <laughs> to bring him out and, and tease use him in, wouldn't it yeah so I just felt all I really missing was the music, you know, for, and that. And he was, the, he even the yeah. same facial expressions. He kind of was really typecast, I think, through his career, unfortunately, you know. Right. But yeah. still, it was a great, I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow it now back in TV, even though they're bringing back um, Little Britain, aren't they? So it'll be interesting to see, oh, what, they? They, oh, okay. yeah, see. The, what they do with that. It's a bit old now, but there you go. Yeah. Okay, all right. So that's all my news. I hope it was good. Cool. Yeah, no, that's that's excellent. So I'll do similar releases as I can read them this time, and uh, we'll move (laughs) over there. So also, so January the 31st, we have The Lighthouse, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I really want to see that movie. We have Richard Jewell, A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Isn't that the Tom Hanks movie? Remember rightly? Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We have The Rhythm Section, Queen and Slim, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, and Intimate Zero. Some good movies there. So, yeah, but The Lighthouse mm. is really an outstanding one for me there that everyone's been talking about across the water. Yeah, Richard yeah. Jewell is the new um, Clint Eastwood movie, the true story about the, the man who was accused of planting the bomb in America yes. just to make himself famous. And it's, I've seen the documentary, so now I've heard from what I've seen that they're saying it's not his best movie, but it's still an interesting story. Queen and Slim is very good. That's the guy who's in... Um, Get Out. Um, yes. It, yeah, that's an interesting movie as well, that actor. So, um, so okay, some good movies there, yeah. Yeah, oh, there is, and there's, there's, some, there's some really good ones coming this year. Okay, who's up for Blu-ray DVD releases? Hands up, anyone. Well, I suppose it's my <laughs> turn, isn't it, really? <laughs> Far right. Okay, so Blu-ray DVD releases. We've got Ad Astra on Blu-ray, 4K Blu-ray DVD. We've got Beverly Hills Cop 1 to 3, Blu-ray set 35th anniversary mm. edition hard to believe well, it's that long years. yeah amazing uh doctor who the collection season 26 blu-ray limited edition box set if you're into yeah. that sort of thing uh killjoy season five and what seasons one to five are on blu-ray and dvd um thinking about uh, terry jones we've got uh, monty python's flying circus series two and a complete box set on uh, blu-ray and also the series two is on dvd and what I like, The Good Place, yeah. Season 3, is on Blu-ray. And there's one only one more episode, episode of that left, as yeah. well. Yeah. 
Anything, anything else so there stand it. out for you? I mean, there's a couple there for me. Cujo, yeah. Stephen King with Dee Wallace. Earthquake Blu-ray, which I do actually have I've picked up a copy of that, which I'm assuming it, if it's the same Charlton Heston movie Earthquake's that I have. Earthquake's a great movie, yeah. I like Earthquake. Which is, which is class. And I watched that over Christmas, actually. Yeah. Um, mm. Orphans yeah. is a pretty good TV show, if that's the one. Orphans the, ran for a couple of seasons. That's quite a good TV show. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, anything anything else really? No, nothing. It's kind of a the lady. No, and, <coughs> oh, and, and this orphans is the, there is a movie called Orphans as well. I've seen. Oh, is there? Some, Sorry, I thought it was a TV show. Orphans. So it may be that I don't know. But uh, anyway, Alan, do you want to do the cinema charts? Um, I did the worldwide ones anyway. Um, so Bad Boys for Life has jumped in straight into number one. Um, second, number two then is nineteen. Uh, 17 which I'll be talking about later um, number 3 is Doodle um, it's doing well in the box office but apparently the reviews are very poor on it uh, yeah it's doing little on yeah, reviews doing little that's good um, Jumanji Next Level is number 4 we want number 5 is this Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker um, number 6 is Little Women a movie again I watched this week it's very good uh, number 7 Just Mercy Number eight, my movie I spoke about last week, and which has actually grossed nearly three hundred fifty million worldwide now on a on a, a nice budget. Knives Out. Number nine is Like a Boss, and number ten is one of the biggest um, movies, animated movies. In nine weeks, it's made one point four billion. It's Frozen two, <coughs> so that's a lot of money in nine weeks. Yeah, very cold, cold movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I'll do the UK yeah. ones. Uh, so at number five, we've got Jumanji, the next level. Number four, we've got The Gentleman. Number three, we've got Little Women. Number two, Bad Boys for Life. And 1917 is still there at number okay, one. Okay, so Blu-ray DVD charts. So from three down to five, we've got Speed Man Far From Home. From one down to four, we've got uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It, it chapter two, in at three. In at two, Rambo Last Blood. And I can't find the 4K version anywhere yet, which I'd like to pick up for that. And still number one, we've got it chapter two as well. Hmm. So interesting. Just, I think we just need to make a correction. That's as last well. week's, isn't it? For, last week, yeah. Because uh, I think Alan, you said it was about an hour and a half. It's actually two hours okay. fifty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we can we can we so can you, wipe that. You must have been really really enjoying yeah. it for it to fly by that much because that's nearly was three it that hour long, movie. Was it? Yeah, two hours Which fifty one? minutes. It's t- uh, chapter yeah, two. Because once upon a time in Hollywood, it's a no. I think I was talking well. about the Rambo movie. Was an hour? No. Uh, it was a short movie. Did I say it's well, okay? I think Rambo seemed to be short because it just flew yeah. by in the cinema when I saw it. I must admit, but it's that's going to be. I think to be honest, if I remember rightly, when I was talking about it, when I was sort of reviewing it on Twitter, and I was saying that it was something like an hour and a half, but it didn't need to be any more than that. It was. You know the old school movies that were always, always that sort of length. Yeah, but that was about right because you had all the killings in it. Oh yeah, the killings are brutal. Like I said mm. last week, it's yeah, you know, and especially at the very end with the with the chest. It's just very but, handy. Hit all the tunnels there, Doug. <laughs> yeah, Lucky. but it would. Yeah, I think I think it didn't need to be any longer. To be honest, I think it no, was about I mean right. it did well, and I'm sure I, he said he's not making more, but it made a lot of money. So we'll see. What what gets me is about the Rambo ones is you can currently buy Rambo First and Last Blood, but what about parts two and three? Well, they're available on Amazon now the, because they're they available bought. on Sky as well. Because I just watched watched all four of them together. Yeah, so. no, but if if 
if you want to buy it, they only do the one and uh, one no, of the box. box. No, box. Oh, no. The bo- there is a box. There is a Blu-ray box that I've too. got. Yeah. Yeah, but that'll be sorry. That'll be one to four, not last blood. Oh, though, with the edition one, actually okay. five yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. they'll bring it out. They'll do something. You know, yeah, Christmas this year. I think Christmas this year you probably see the dash. You know, but they are. Yeah, I I want to I want to get the whole set. So, um, you know, I'm sort of like holding off yeah. seeing this until I've actually can pick up one to five and watch the whole lot end to end because it's been years since I've seen. One and you know two was my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I watched two the other night. It was very good. It I'm actually just, held up very well. So I'm just mm. looking at Amazon. So I, actually, 4K for Rambo: Last Blood is there. Also, Rambo: First Blood, the first movie, is there. And also, the the one called Rambo is in 4K as well. Yeah. Uh, any others there? Let's have a look. Maybe they're not. Oh, I can see the the original box that I've got, which is the Blu-ray box at one to four, which is good. That's that's, that's mm. that was what I have at the moment. So I think they're all there actually in in four K. Yeah, but but you can't buy it as a one to five. That's yeah. What I well, mean. I think to be honest, you. I mean, especially the price because. I mean, all right. The new one's nineteen ninety nine. I think they all um, Rambo itself is fifteen fifty six at the moment. So that is not from the UK though, because that's via the global store. Mm. But yeah, if you even if you bought one a month, you'd have the set. Yeah. Anyway, should we swiftly move on? Yep. To what yep. we've been watching. Okay. Who's going Who's first? Go first. Oh, in the list, it's Hayden says first, and he's talking about some rubbish film called Downsizing. So it's fine. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so first one is Altered Carbon. Uh, this is a series that's on mm-hmm. Netflix at the moment. Uh, it's set 300 years in the future, and technology has allowed people's minds to be sort of like digitally recorded into carbon um, and placed into uh, new bodies, which are known as sleeves. So they can grow bodies to order either a clone of your own body or just create a body just sort of like randomly so the result is death is seldom permanent if you have the money to be able to do Mm. this so Takeshi Kovacs played by uh, Will Young Lee uh, is the only surviving soldier of a group of sort of like interplanetary soldiers who were defeated in an uprising against this new world order Uh, as a result of that he is imprisoned or his mind's imprisoned uh, for centuries until um, a really impossibly wealthy businessman, uh, Lawrence Bancroft, played by uh, James Purefoy, uh, gives Takeshi a new sleeve. Uh, this is, the sleeve is in the form of the actor Joel uh, Kinnaman, mm-hmm. uh, who's also on the uh, First Man show on um, Apple TV Plus at the moment. Um, and he offers him a, a chance to live again Um and to be, you know, be well compensated for it on the condition that Takeshi finds out who killed uh, him. So who killed Lawrence Bancroft? Um, so it's based on the books by Richard uh, K. Morgan's, uh, which are like cyberpunk novels of the same mm. name. I have to admit, the first time, a couple of times I tried to watch this, I struggled with episode one. Um, I had to go back to it a few times, but I was really glad that I did 
go back and sort of like rewatch it a couple just to sort of like get this world into my head because as the story goes on it becomes more compelling uh, over the series which explores like basically the concept of what if there isn't any death yeah. so the only way that you can actually die is uh, if this like carbon um and metal sort of like disc which is put into your spine destroyed. is destroyed yeah. Um, so that's the only way that you can die. And if you're mega wealthy, like, um, Lawrence Bancroft, then you can actually upload your mind, uh, from the carbon so that if anything happens to your body, you can be, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it, even if the carbon's destroyed because there's a backup of your personality up to so many hours previously, which is why he wants to find out who's mm. killed him. Um, because, you know, his, you know, everything was destroyed, including like this carbon disc that's in his spine that has his personality on it. Um, so, you know, obviously this is a very cyberpunk sort of like noir kind of, uh, show, yeah. which borrows quite heavily from Blade yeah, Runner in terms obvious, of yeah. the design. Mm. Yeah. But it doesn't go quite as far as Blade Runner. It's the place isn't as, sort of like smoggy and you know polluted but it is definitely there is that whole sort of Blade Runner-esque sort of thing you should probably like mm. this Steve to be honest for yeah. you to watch it's a great story it's got lots, lots of twists it's well imagined uh, there's some good actors uh, in it as well and season 2 has been confirmed yeah I, did. I saw the trailer today for season 2 it looks it's the actor um, Anthony Mackie the guy from um the Marvel movies, he's playing the the main character this time, the main sleeve, I suppose you call it, is it? This time. Yeah. They, I suppose what makes it interesting is every year, every season, they can probably put a different actor as the main mm. lead, you know? So, yeah. Plays Falcon, is it, in Marvel? In the, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, like yourself, uh, Hayden, I am... Um, I watched the f- the first episode or two, and I was kind of going, mm, uh, you know, and I went away from it. But then I came back again, and I started. And I actually, as it went on, it got very, very good. Myself, my wife watched it, and we really got into it. It's a good story, very Blade Runner, like you said. Yeah, it's got that. It's, uh, yeah. I've seen, the, I remember seeing the trailer for it, but I never went any further. Again, it's that same. No, I think it definitely is. Hayden said, "Steve, you you like that Blade Runner style look and yeah. feel of a. It really is very Blade Runner mm. style, like the the rain and the neon, and it's good, you know." <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. You you should yeah. really like this. Well, what I might do is it. I might download a couple of episodes on my phone, so I can have yeah. a yeah. browse when I'm at lunch, sort of thing. But like me. Hayden said, just hang in there. After the first episode is building. Kind of explaining to you, I suppose, really the story or the like, what, what the the premises, uh, you know. It builds the world, yeah, it does. doesn't it? And it and it throws it a does. lot at you There's because a... you know you've you've got to get this yeah. concept about how you know people can suddenly become immortal because of this little yeah. disc that they literally put between the discs of because it kind of starts in the past, I suppose, really, doesn't it? And, and the main character who who becomes mm. like he gets put into. The new skin or whatever. Um, there's a there's a, there's and it, and it's yeah. quite interesting because they actually bring back yes. his mm. skin later on, but it's inhabited by yeah. another character who is attacking him, like, which is really quite like, <laughs> an interesting concept <laughs> that you you fight in your there's own body. There's a very interesting moment that the, it's not a spoiler at the very first episode where 
he's coming out of like they use prison bodies as well like I think and there's a girl a young girl who gets put into an old woman's body because that's all they could afford yeah, we, and stuff and like she was talking to her parents as if she was still seven years old and I thought that's very and how did the parents deal with that it was a very interesting concept you know hmm. and later on where uh, somebody's yeah, mother comes right. back but in body. a man's body Interesting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. hang in there. Same as The Witcher, I think we spoke about last week, or give it one or two episodes and stick with it. It's, it's, it's the payoff is worth it in the end, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah, oh. definitely. It's definitely one for watching the whole and, season. And because it's so in depth and so convoluted, probably need to be concentrated. Oh, yeah, definitely. On it There's as well. a lot. There, there is a lot put it thrown at you. Um,. But then, if you yeah. ha- if you had a chance to see the trailer for season two, Hayden, it, it, it looks really good, really, really good. Now, I, I haven't seen it, but yeah. I'm looking forward to when it's it comes. Out soon on. enough, I think. It's going to be straight on. There's a lot of information coming I'm out now sh- on it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's my uh, first show. Uh, next one, just a couple of movies. So the first one is Downsizing. Mm. Now this was. Um, a sci-fi comedy from Alexander well, Payne com- and starring Matt Damon. Comedy is a strong word here, no, Hayden. <coughs> Excuse I'm, me. Well, I'm, go- I'm coming. I'm coming <laughs> on to that. I'm coming on to that now. I, I, I um, think because I, I know Downsizing had a bit of a poor review, from what I heard. Now you might be able to correct me yeah. on that one, but well, the first the first half well, was very good, <laughs> and I will leave you talk about Hayden. Sorry, it, it, it peters yeah. off very quickly. Um, Basically, the premise is, uh, in the future, the Earth's overpopulated as global warming's really taking a hold, etc. And a scientist invents a way to shrink everything, including people, down to a few Mm. inches. So it resolves the overcrowding, it resolves the uh, food shortages and everything. Because if you shrink down to, you know, being the size of a Star Wars figure, one apple will suddenly feed hundreds of people sort of thing so you know that gives you that that's the sort of idea and everybody who does this because the costs are so much smaller Mm. literally when you're Mm. a small person then if you're an average sort of like middle class kind of family you can live like kings when you downsize because the value of money is much bigger in the small world than it is in the big world if you see what I mean, because obviously the size of your house is, you know, probably about the size of a drawer as opposed to being the size yeah, of a house. Yeah, I think they were saying like if you had $100,000, so, it was equivalent to like $4 million in downsizing, downsizing yeah. universe, you know? Yeah, the, the, the amount yeah. of money that you have scales in yeah. the same way right, okay. sort of thing. So uh, Paul and Audrey are a married couple, Paul being played by Matt Damon. And they decide to, decide to downsize and live uh, a wealthy and peaceful sort of life. Um, Matt Damon, uh, as Paul, goes and gets downsized. But his wife, Audrey, has cold feet after uh, he's been downsized. Um, you know, with, within like a few minutes of each other. Um, and she ends up remaining big. They get a divorce. And so uh, Paul is now... Um, basically in this world where most people are sort of like couples and he's on his own. Um, so he, uh, because he goes through a divorce and it's very costly to him, ends up downgrading from this palatial, you know, um, mansion that he's, uh, got because of downsizing to having to go to an apartment. 
and he's uh, neighbours with a very noisy local neighbour called uh, uh, Dusan, who's played by Christopher Waltz, as in um, Blofeld on the uh, Spectre uh, mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Uh, so he strikes up a relationship with uh, him, and then he meets uh, a woman who cleans for him, who was an ex-political uh, refugee named uh, uh, Goklan Tran, right, yeah. who's played by uh, Hong Shu. Um, who and she's basically does cleaning for him. Um, and her story was she, the reason why she's famous is because she was the only survivor of people who were smuggled into America in a box of cereal or something or other like yeah. that. Um, so I can't remember the exact details, but it was something. Oh, it was a TV box. That was it. It was inside a TV box. Uh, so. Originally, this was a film I was really, really looking forward mm. to. It's done really badly in the box office, but the premise of it and the trailer looked yeah, really I think quite the promising. Trailer sold it, even when I watched the trailer. Yeah, the trailer actually—it's one of those movies where you watch a trailer and it's actually better than the movie. And when, after you've watched the movie, which annoys me sometimes, you know. I, I would yeah. totally agree with this. For me, saying this is a sci-fi comedy. Oh. This is a comedy that is bereft of any oh, funny moments. Um, with it is with a lot of the attempts at comedy seeming to be at the expense of the stereotype of uh, Gok's mm. character, because you know she be Mister Paul sort of, you know yeah. that sort of humour. <clears throat> yeah. It just it doesn't work in a modern world. It's not politically correct. It's not. It, it's just quite pathetic. The, a film of this cost would be trying to make that into a joke. Um, the movie tries to say something about climate change uh, because that's what the overarching story is about that's in the background. To be honest, I kind of feel it, it misses does, yeah, it. It doesn't really go in and depth to it. It doesn't, no. Uh, bec- th- there is something that happens. I don't want to go mm. into it, but it, it explains a bit more about the climate change, but it doesn't actually work in terms of what they do. And ultimately, I feel that this movie kind of fails to go anywhere and has a much less than satisfactory conclusion. Um, so I would say downsizing, you know, Matt Damon, he plays all right in it, but this is an avoid. Agreed. Definitely. I watched the, yeah. watch the first half and turned it off. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I would say if you've got to halfway through, you've done it, well. So, yeah. yeah. You downsized yeah, it about a storage on your phone. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my last one I want to talk about is uh, a movie called Welcome to Marwin. So this is American drama film directed by uh, Robert uh, Zemerick's, who co-wrote the script with Caroline Thompson. It's inspired by Jeff Malberg's 2010 uh, documentary called Marwin Call. Um it follows a story, which is a true story, of uh, Mark Hogenkamp, played by Steve Carell, who is attacked uh, by a, sort of like a, a group of thugs yeah. uh, out, you know, one evening. And that's because um, Steve Carell's character has a penchant for women's shoes. Yeah. That's why he, he was attacked. He gets very badly beaten. Um, and I've seen the documentary very now ba- and- He's um he talks about it, so it's sad to, to watch. Yeah. So he loses his memory, um, and because he was an inspiring mm-hmm. artist, um, and then um, 
Mark uh, has uh, post-traumatic stress disorder um, and how he copes with it is by um, changing that trauma into a fictional village of Marwen, which is built by these models that he's created in his sort of garden um, and through these uh, miniature models and using imagination with sort of like kind of like Barbie dolls and action figures uh, creates lots of sort of different scenarios so the world of Marwin comes to life throughout the movie uh, as the you know as the dolls which Mark takes pictures of but in his, it, what it does is it shows you his imagination of what that story is around the photographs that he's taken. Now, you can see his art online. If yeah. you just type in uh, uh, Marwin Cull, you can actually look at the pictures that he takes, and they're absolutely fantastic. Oh, the level of detail is, Some of them look it's like... Frightening. It is phenomenal, and the, the pictures look quite realistic in some <clears> of them. <throat> so what, what Mark does is he bases the, the dolls on people he knows so um captain hoggy is mark then there's the female dolls of marwin are based on the women that are around mark that are sort of like supporting him and helping him and whatever and very often these dolls come to the rescue of captain hoggy from the nazis and the Nazis are basically the dull embodiment of these sort of like white supremacists who beat him up. Um, so this is one of those movies. It's, you know, a very touching sort of heartfelt sort of movie, which really explores, you know, a lot of the issues about memory loss and sort of uh, PSD. It's not a uh, PTSD. It's not going to be something that for, for everyone, um, I have to say, personally and you know being being having lived around people i do feel that some of the people who are portrayed in the movie are maybe a little bit more understanding than you would actually probably (laughs) think you know so for example the woman who moves over the road who he falls in love with she's immediately empathetic towards him whereas you think really if somebody what moved in over the road from me and i was sort of like you know, playing with dolls, taking photographs of them, and wearing women's shoes, be like, you're weird. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, so I think it's, in some ways, maybe it's like uh, a little bit embellished, shall we say, a bit of creative license in that sort of uh, done. And ultimately, the movie has a lot of flaws, um, and it's quite a clumsy screenplay generally, but it still manages to be, for me, enjoyable. Now, I know that, Alan, you said that you didn't no, enjoy didn't. it, but I, much... I, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed the story generally. I think it's the type of thing I could sit with my wife and watch and maybe that she would actually tolerate the sort of like doll sequences, but, which are quite good yeah, fun. Yeah, I agree. I should say, I've seen, doc- I actually watched documentary after I watched the movie, um, because I actually didn't realise it was a true story. I actually knew nothing about it until I saw the movie appear, come up, and the documentary, I think 2011, 2010 or something, I can't remember, mm. was actually a documentary yeah. on it. And um, the documentary, I don't know how it didn't win awards all over the place. It's absolutely... The level of detail he goes into on the characters, even to the stage where there's a gun that one of the soldiers actually cocks, there's actually, a, and it's so tiny that it, there's a clip goes in and out of it. 
it's I mean, but he's so he's so eccentric, and he, the, the way yeah. like he his memory and it's his struggle as well with the P PTSD. You know, it's 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 hard to watch. I would say watch documentary first if you had the chance, and then watch the movie and maybe get more. Out would of the it movie. not spoil it or not? No, it won't. I think it actually adds to the movie because the movie right. I found when I watched it, I f- like like you said, Hayden. If you're the person who moved in across the road, you'd say, "What the hell are you? What are you doing?" You know what I mean? Mm. That's what I felt mm. like when I was watching the movie. I'm kind of saying, "Well, what's he doing? Why is he?" You know, where when I after I watched the documentary, I was more empathetic towards his what what actually happened to him, and I would probably would have enjoyed the movie. Now again, trying to find the movie, the documentary. It's online. It's available in most places. If it, the documentary is well worth the watch, but again, it's it's an interesting movie. I think what you call it was the wrong actor for it, Steve. Hmm. Car- I don't Steve think he Carell. was the right actor for it. I think he he didn't s- slot in for me. He just he's got didn't too much feel of comedy. He's got a comedy background. Yeah, much, I, kept right? ex- I kept ex- yeah I kept expecting it to get. Well, he was uh, like organizing the dolls and the characters, like you know, for the photograph. I kept it. Thinking he would break into doing voices or doing something silly around us, where it was kind of quite a serious moment each picture, if that makes sense, uh, you know. But but he did he didn't, no, he didn't do didn't, that though. That's the in, thing because I know him from like um, the office and from the one where he's with Jim Carrey. You know, he's such an, an over the top actor. Mm. Even in even he in is, the new but, show on, but on, he can... on Apple TV, Apple Arcade TV, sorry, where he's in. Uh, uh, TV yes, where he's on that morning show. Uh, the morning keep, show, and yeah, and he's really good. excellent oh, he's in the morning he's show. He's actually better in that than he is. Yeah, because yeah. that's the other show that I've completely yeah. watched this week. I wasn't going to oh, mention it this week, but uh, I, yeah. I watched. I've watched all of the morning show and that show with Jennifer Aniston yeah. as well. Absolutely fantastic, and it really is. It has a lot of depth and but explores it, that yeah. whole. Uh, thing about you know yeah. sexual abuse on in a in a so you know, if TV you've ever show. seen like Jim Carrey in the the Man in the Moon that movie you've seen that I hopefully you've seen those that movie have you with Jim Carrey I ha- I oh, the Man thought. in the Moon yeah what a movie that's where he plays um that famous comedian from Taxi oh I think, yes yeah Jim I Carrey. know you're about yeah yeah I think that kind of character. Jim Carrey would have slotted in there, even though he's a big comedian. I just didn't think Steve Carroll was right for the role. Again, that's my own personal take, you know. And it kind of took me out of the movie, and I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it from there. No, it had its good moments, and again, the cinematography, the the, the way they do the dolls and stuff, is stunning. You know, it's a great movie that way. Like, but again, mm. if you get a chance, documentary first, and then watch the movie. I would suggest. That's just me, personally. Even yourself, Hayden, yeah. if you get a chance, if you've seen, uh, have you seen the documentary? Oh, I I would have, as soon as uh, I'd, I'd finished watching it, because I, I got to the end of the movie without realising it was, was a true same. story. Yeah. And then it I says it in same. the credits. And I thought, wow. really? Yeah. And I immediately, because it shows yeah. you a picture of uh, of him at the end, the, the yeah. actual guy. Um, and it say, you know it gives a little couple yeah. of lines about him. And I thought, wow. And then I looked up online, found out about this. I thought, right, that is... That I'm gonna oh, go you'll be blown away with documentary. Somewhere. If you enjoyed the movie, you'd yeah. probably enjoy the documentary even more. Now, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about that when after you watch it. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. But I, I, I did find it a very yeah. touching 
sort of movie. It's it is one of those sort of, you know, um, not not so much feel good, but yeah. touching movies, which explore certain parts of the human condition. And this one was exploring post traumatic yeah. stress disorder and memory loss. And I think it did it in a in a touching way, but it it could have been yeah. better. Um, personally, I didn't have a problem mm. with Steve Carell in there. I think maybe it's because. Um, I don't know when, what order that you watched it, but I watched the morning show before oh, okay. I watched this. Yeah, so I was sort of like, show, got my yeah. head into him being quite serious. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe if I'd have gone from watching him in the office to straight away watching him in this, I would have been expecting him to do something yeah. stupid. But because I'd seen him in the morning show and how, how he came yeah, across in that, he's one of the main, yeah, he's absolutely. Yeah, and and how he denies Doing, what yeah. he's doing, but uh, and when he's like you know saying to someone else, but the difference is I didn't do anything wrong, but you're yeah. a pervert <laughs> sort of thing, and that you know, and it's quite yeah. Um, I'll talk about the morning show next week. Yeah, it'll be an interesting yeah. conversation. Yeah, it's uh, a good show. Yeah. Okay, so that's it from me. For, Looks like I'm the one. I'm the poor one of the because I've only watched one film. <laughs> well, like, see, the thing is, I, I watch more than one movie, but sometimes they're movies you just don't want to talk about because it's something you may yeah. watch for a second or third time, and you're just you're just chilling out because you don't want to want to concentrate on something. And I do that. I'll watch something that I've watched a billion times because I, I don't want to put something on that I would concentrate because I'm not in the mood to do that. If you were with me, yeah. So, Sky mm. this week's um, latest offering in Sky Cinema was The Escape Room. And I've seen all of them are part of this one. And I'm a bit of an Escape Room fan. I've done a few of them now. And they're good fun. I've, I would really, if you ever get a chance to get a group of friends and go and do an Escape Room, it's well worth doing. There, they are. They no, are I've never a, had to, I've never done one no so. They're worth, honestly, they're really worth, even if you, because there are there's so many out there there is like a little bit of a list of where the best ones to go to and, yeah. and they, they all help each other out the guys that do them <clears throat> so this film here was from 2019 actually came out this time last year believe it or not yeah so so it's an early 2019 it is yeah movie. so six strangers are given a mysterious black box with tickets to an immersive escape room for a chance to win tons of money uh, being locked in several rooms with extreme conditions, they discover that the secrets behind the escape room are a fight for survival because they start to die. It's do or die in this situation. The rooms were very intelligent and in how they were put together. I wouldn't want to read, even though this is on Skype, I, mean, I wouldn't want to spoil the film as such, but each room they went into, it, 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 well, even the missus said, it just sounds like this could have been a Saw movie without the gore, if you're with me. And they're all put in under severe conditions, and they've all got backgrounds as well to why they're there as well, which I won't go into. But I, I, I'm, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Alan, you've seen this before, haven't you? Some time ago. Hello. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My, yeah, I've seen, I've seen this one. I saw it last year. Um, it's a very good movie. It's actually, like you said, some of the, the rooms, the, the, the puzzles are actually quite in, ingenious in it. Um, it is a very like a saw movie, very much so, like a saw without one. the gore. Without the gore, but I think what the most interesting thing about it was like it was made on. It actually, I think, was made a couple of years ago. I think I read somewhere about that, and that um, 
It only cost like seven or eight million to make. It was a very low budget movie. It was one, and it grossed pretty well worldwide. Oh, and it, actually, it took. Actually, well, my gross was hundred and fifty-five million. Yeah, and I think it's gone over hundred. Yeah, worldwide, and only cost like eight nine million to make or something. Which it doesn't uh, look as but, yeah, you don't budget, see it on the screen. Yeah, budget was nine million, but you you don't you don't get that sense of this. No, is a cheap it looks film. like a top end movie, something like like one of those yeah. Saw ones or something. It's. But I suppose it's kind of the same thing as The Porridge or some of those ones, you know? Um, I mean, they, they did a low said, budget. Yeah, some of the other uh, escape room ones felt a bit more low budget, but probably weren't because of the way they were filmed. Yeah. And this has got the this has got these, the grandiosa of of the technology they built these 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 rooms in, but with the, with, the, with the twist at the end as well, which we all yes, got a good twist. At the end a of good the movie. twist. It was like I don't know if you've seen that movie years ago, The Cube. It had a very kind of similar feel to that, where each. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. And it was a cube. T- well, and they made a couple, a, didn't they? Uh, cube 2, when it was a hypercube. Yes, cube the hypercube well, one was it? only okay. I think that was in space, wasn't it, or something? There was one of them up been, in space. Been. Something like yeah. that, yeah. Um, or it might have been multi dimensional or something yeah. like that, I think. Yeah, but it's like, it's one of those movies you just weird. kind of sit down and just take it for what it is, and you just oh, and you really enjoy it, 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 you know, it's great, you know? It, it, the one thing I actually mentioned it in the movie that way, but the, the the crazy credit opening sequence was very clever. Yeah, it's very clever. Where yeah. you see the you see your, your, the helicopter, where you see above the the buildings in in the t- in the city it's based in, and the and the buildings move to a certain point where you actually read you read escape room in the buildings. Yeah, uh, but did, very clever. The new one is due out. It's not that far away. I think it's August, is it, or something? Uh, or November. It's, I can't remember. I, I, it's been. It's due out soon enough, anyway. It, um, it, I haven't seen much else online about it. But. No, I haven't. I mean, I have. there's about three or four escape rooms that have been going on. Okay. And if I just go to uh, the main character in it, because I'm assuming she's in the sequel. Yeah, she's actually a very good actress. She's, she's uh, it's, good. It, they're filming at the moment, 2020. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, great. And she's they in probably it, so have a bigger, they probably have a bigger budget this time, though. So <coughs> it'd be good to see what they do with some more money well, as well. You they'll know? put some more ingenious puzzles involved. Yeah. I mean, without going into too much detail, the the the, the bar of the pool room, the table. Yes, that's <laughs> that very good. Very clever. That was very a great clever. room, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so, yeah other, other than that, other than that, really, I'm, I say I, we I say we might have a quick chat about Picard at the end of this, just briefly. Yeah. See so, our final thoughts. I was going to say because I, w- I want to see yes, what I'm your thoughts your are on that. Mm. And there was a couple of bits I I, I took to, I took a nod to and I threw them out on Twitter this, this afternoon. But um, yeah, well, going that in a minute. Anyway, Alan, so you went to see 1917. I'm really intrigued about this. So I really yeah. need to see it. I think I might. I'll, I'll leave that till my last chat. I'll just get the other two out of the way. Okay. Um, like I said to you, I watched quite a few shows um, this week. Um, I my kind of foreign movie recommendation I'll do quickly is The Farewell. I'm after watching this now three times, I'd say, over the last few weeks. It's it's just a fantastic movie. It's based on it's it's based on the true story of the director, um, where and they actually, from what I read, they, a lot of families do this in 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 Japan and China as well. Again, I like those kind of stories where they're based on fact, where a family member, she's the grandmother, she was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and now she was quite elderly, um, and. They decide not to tell her that she's dying, and instead they decide to uh, do a fake wedding to get mm. all get all the family together into like one big party and kind of make it more a goodbye to her. Yeah. Um, 
um, it's such a lovely movie. Again, I like these kind of movies that they feel good. Uh, I can't believe it was snubbed for so many Oscars. It got absolutely no love at all in the Oscars, not even for foreign pictures and stuff. Mm. Is this um, this subtitled one this time? Yes, it's subtitles. um, But again, I think that adds to us because it's just some lovely dialogue in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the most interesting thing is the, the grandmother who it's based on, actually went and I only read that a couple of days ago she went to see the movie and that's when she found out she was still sick and it's she's actually survived the last four years S- since they had the wedding she's actually still alive yeah. which I thought was lovely you know um, it's an absolutely f- it's it's a fantastic movie it's it's not it's 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 not as quite as good as Parasite which I spoke about last week mm. but again I'm, I watched it again this week it's just one of those movies I put on and it's just it's it's really nice to sit back and just enjoy yeah. great acting great great direction um, it's actually quite funny in places because one of the granddaughters who's the main character she wants to tell her grandmother and her and her, and but they're stopping her and she wants to do all these big events with her grandmother because she thinks it'll be the last time and so if you get a chance to watch it, it's it's in limited release at the moment and it's on for streaming as well. Um, it's called The Farewell. It's definitely worth it. Mm. Um, the, so, well, I'll start in... This was a movie... It, I hope I pronounce it right now. It's called Togo. Togo. Now, this one, I had heard nothing about it, seen nothing about it, and it just kind of t- came out on streaming services. It's, it's a Disney movie. Um, and it's actually based on a true story which I knew about because I've been to New York a few times because there's actually a statue in New York of the dog that got all the credit for this famous um, thing that happened. It's a a plague that hit a a, a town in Alaska um, in 1924-25 and at the time it was called the storm of the century so nobody could really get through except for these dogs the mushing the Alaskan mushers and they have dogs that lead and so it was like over five six hundred miles there and back to get the serum that would save the kids there was 26 or 27 kids that like they would have died if they weren't if they didn't get the serum um so the only way they get true really william william defoe who's absolutely brilliant and he's actually in the movie the lighthouse which you want to see steve i think mm. he's in this and he's just i mean he carries the movie so well because in most of the movie it's just him and his team in like some some of the scenery is there's certain sections that are just breathtaking like this movie would look stunning in on the big screen even you know um it really captures that kind of old disney feeling movies you know like yeah. um the dogs like gone home go finding their way home and that kind of nice lovely movie about animals and stuff it's really old school feel to it mm. um now, the one thing that surprised me was that it's actually really tense. It was so... There were parts I was watching, especially one sequence where they're going across an ice lake on two occasions. They go across an ice lake and it's 25 miles long either direction. It's frozen solid, obviously, because it's Alaska. Mm. But on his way back, it starts to crack. Now, the dog, Togo, is which I did research on, is actually he used to pull... This, he was the lead dog. And he used to actually have a longer lead at the front of the pack, so that because he used to have such, he used to guide the, the dogs and the t- and obviously William Defoe's character, he used to guide them in 
if trouble or he used to find a way through just instinctively and he was like he's actually famous from what I've read for being so well he was like a natural of just finding so they used to have him way up ahead and pull, leading the team from danger and everything mm. and there's one scene in the movie where the ice cracks just before they get to the land's edge and Togo because his rope is longer I hope this isn't a spoiler but anyway he jumps he can jump across because his rope can reach the other end and what he does then is like he pulls the ice that they're sitting on that's floating away towards the land so that the sleigh can get across and I was going wow that's a great sequence Uh, whoever thought of it was great and as I was reading about him it's actually happened he actually did that well so the guy claimed it's very well done the movie there's some mm. great there's some great I love dialogue there's some great sequences in it it's just it's it's actually a very funny movie as well um, when the dog is a pup um, how he always escaped he was given away a couple of times because he was such a nuisance and he always ran back um, a lot of that is true from the, actually the autobiography and f- William Defoe's character he actually got very upset because Balto got all the credit for he for the the serum run and he actually only he actually ran the last 35 miles into the the town where Togo and his team ran 264 miles of the route Mm. which is massive Um, and it was in 2011 he actually got and he actually got his own statue in New York and he was given the credit and actually named as one of the bravest animals or the brave I don't know how to describe it bravest dogs um, adventurer he was given a a (coughs) big award he was finally given the look for me as you know I recently lost uh, our our dog it it was um, we had him a long time many many years and I don't know did that affect me the the relationship between William Defoe's character and his dogs yeah um but it was just it, and I actually gave a copy to a friend of mine at work um Zisa she's one of the girls I work with and I said look just watch it and tell me what you think and she came back today and she said it was one of the best movies she'd watched in ages <laughs> and she said she's going to watch it again so if when you get a chance to watch it it's just a lovely movie guys it's fantastic it's T O G O Togo it's a new Disney movie, well worth the watch, mm. and it's a, and it's actually done. It's getting very high Metacritic scores as well, and so, which is good as well, you know. So it's getting great reviews. <coughs> yeah, because Disney, Disney Plus been announced now and, and given a yes, date and, and a price. Yeah, yes, the price March. is cheap as well. So five ninety nine or something. If I remember yeah. looking at it, something like that. So that's good. Yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, so that's good. Quickly now, I'll go on to the, the TV series I finished this week. Finally, I kind of put on the back burner for a while, and I went back to it after um, finishing the crossover. It's uh, Doom Patrol season one. Mm-hmm. Um, this now, if you've seen the first season of Titans, there's there's an episode where these characters appear. Um, I think they were kind of testing the water because they're a very unusual um, bunch of characters. It's um, it's kind mm-hmm. it was kind of DC's. Um, competition really I suppose or their idea against the uh, X-Men where you have um, uh, their, the character in the wheelchair who's their mentor and he gets the, the team together in a kind of a mansion but what they, it was a very interesting he's called the Chief rather than Professor X um, it was a very interesting team of characters they're all kind of an oddball of characters they put together and they all have their like there's jane who has who has crazy jane as she's known has 63 personalities each personality has its own power um some evil some good so 
um, it's quite interesting. This yes, has got Timothy, Timothy Dalton, Dalton plays the kind of, I suppose you call him the Professor X character. He's called the Chief. He disappears in the first episode mm. of the season, and then it's kind of it's kind of the team coming together, trying to find him, and the adventures they go on. Like there's um, and actually it has um, Brendan Fraser in it. What we all know from the Mummy, he plays a very unusual character called Cliffy Steele or Robot Man, where he was in a massive crash and his brain gets put into by the chief timothy dalton's character gets put into this really over huge kind of um copper looking robot um and he kind of that got that tin man kind of persona where he i don't have a heart and he's trying to find his way it's very good i have to admit when i first saw saw uh, this on titans i thought surely that's not going to be cyborg for no the he Titan comes into it so i was going to talk universe. about him no but he's not because i was going to say yes. he's actually in it isn't he from the yeah movies. cyborg comes from the again from the flash crossover he appears in the flash i think um or he appears briefly again and he comes into doom control then as one of the he actually becomes a leader of while they're looking for the chief um it sticks pretty closely to the comics, which I read because I, I I started watching this first off. I read I got I downloaded some of the comics onto my um, iPad. Um, it's it's it, there are very unusual bad guys in like they have a cockroach that has a god complex that narrates the story. Sometimes it, it's very interesting. They have a donkey that farts words. They have. Mm. Um, a gender a gender queer street which is a very strange one the street is gender queer it's very strange they have a man who gains his power from eating beard here um so it's like it's it's really if you've ever seen the umbrella chronicles on netflix where it's very unusual superheroes or characters it's gone down that vein i, I really enjoyed it i was i was going to say i was going to say this the look yes. of it has that sort of like grungy kind of look yeah. that the Umbrella yeah, Chronicles which has. which I quite like. I really enjoy it now. I think it's nice to see DC do this and and the fact now that they've tied all this back into Titans and back into the Arrowverse as well as we call it. It's all connected now together because no spoilers, there's, they become a certain planet or a certain number world mm. that ties into the comics. So it's nice to see that um for me, it was a nice surprise. The the actors they had Mister Nobody is the 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 male villain in it, um, and he's played by the actor who was in um, Firefly. He was with the pilot in Firefly. He's a very good actor. Oh yeah, um, yeah, the one who also played the robot in uh, yes, that's Rogue right. One. He blonde cut, blonde yeah. hair, and yeah, and he yeah. narrates he narrates yeah. the story. And if you've ever, which I quite, if you've ever seen the game Bastion. If you ever played the game Bastion, where the narrator narrates kind of don't say sorry, Bastion sorry, for Steve, the Steve. Uh, <laughs> the game Bastion, he narrates that very similar style where he kind of tells them what's going to happen before it happens, and they're kind of saying, "Well, I'm not going to do that," but yes, they end up doing it. If that makes any sense, um, it's a it's a really really good series. Series, I'd highly recommend it to anyone to to have a look. Or to watch it. It, it, it. The season two you, is coming soon. So mm. I'm glad I finished it. I'm glad I caught up on it. Um, I mean, to be, on, to be honest, li- listening to you describe it, and I'm sure that people who don't yeah. get sci-fi or, uh, or superheroes or whatever will really struggle yeah. with this. 
but the the thing of you know you've said having a donkey yeah, who farts words yeah. having a, <laughs> a, a a gender queer street all of this that and the other uh, or yeah, the, the, the cockroach with a god complex is, it, is, is fantastic. It, he he's just he's, yeah. He's so small, and he, he he. It's like Pinky in the Brain. He just wants to take over the world. You know, it's really good. Does does it? But but does it does it not make it much more? No, childish? it didn't. It didn't for me. What what I found, I actually found it a kind of like if you've watched the Marvel movies or that kind of superhero genre, it's very kind of the hero he's good looking he's muscle bound he's he's very like atypical if that makes sense he's very you know ultra where i found this was yet yet they're all just a mismatch of like characters there's um rita who's like hundreds of years old she turns into the blob like she keeps herself together beautiful she never wants to grow old um there's and the way they connect and become a team over the 12 or 13 episodes to become like the Avengers or to become, they all have their own special powers. No, I I, I think for me, it was fantastic. It suited my sense of humour, you know. Um, it's just strange yeah. to see Brendan Fraser on this because when you see him, they show like um, flashbacks and you see him out of costume, out of robot, we'll say. Man, he's he's let himself go. He's not. Um, oh really? He wants to go. Def- he, do you need to go back in that costume for the for the robot? Does he need to keep out of the way? He's um he's looking like a man who's seen, seen a lot of life over since the Mummy movies. You know, he's definitely. But it's good to see him be back, and he plays a great character. Mm. Look, it's not going to be for everyone, but for me, who's invested in Arrowverse, Titans, now soon to be. Green Lantern, like even Batwoman, it's building a world and it's keeping them all together. It was just nice to finish off this now and see the way it connects to those. Mm. I thought, and it just you know, it, it more of this stuff you can't go wrong, you know. No. And if you want to watch it, you were not going to get it on Netflix because it's only available yeah. on Stars Play yeah. in the UK. Well, you might be able to if so. You're going to have to subscribe to that. There with the free bit, you might better crack some of that before your free bits out. If you want to do that, Stars Plays also has the Alfred uh, series, doesn't it? As well, that's a a great series. I was was telling you about that one, Alfred, the spin-off. That's a very good show. Mm. So, yeah, that's that. So I'll go on to my main one uh, this week, um, nineteen seventeen. Right, before I kind of start, like I won't be too long, but I'm going to connect this movie in a lot of ways to video game ideas or video game tropes because it actually feels like you're watching a video game in places. But I don't want that to take away from the movie and and not put you off watching the movie, if that makes sense. Um, This... I was going to say from the trailer what what I've seen of the movie because mm. I was going to see this on Friday but mm. plans changed and it, it kind of like looks like you you watching a movie that's like a third yeah. person Alex, yeah. video game a bit like yeah Gears I, I, sort I would of say thing. more even I would even say more uh, God of War Call of Duty um, it's directed by Sam Mendes who of course has done some fantastic movies um, I think he first came up with this idea um, from if was it the James Bond movie Spectre, maybe, if I'm right? Where okay. the opening, opening mm-hmm. sequence you follow 
James Bond, Daniel Craig through the hotel up into the elevator, you know, and it's just one long shot through the day of the dead. I think it was called at the time that kind of that shot. So if you've seen that yeah. shot, you'll have an idea, or if you played God of War, obviously, you'll have an idea of that one long take. Now, the movie was filmed, or cinematography was done by one of Steve's favourite, from the guy who did one of Steve's favourite movies, Blade 2049. It's uh, Roger Dickens. It? They've yeah. worked together a lot. Yeah. This guy is just, what he does, and the ideas he comes up with is, is stunning, like, you know? Um, so... The movie starts off you know, with two soldiers, I won't go too much spoilers, two soldiers just sitting in a field. One's asleep, one's lying against a tree. Um, they're given an order to go meet the captain, played by Colin Firth, and that's when the movie starts. And literally from when they stand, the camera slowly pans behind them and follows them into the Colin Firth, Colin Firth or into the, the bunker, the first bunker. They're, they're walking through the trenches and they're talking and they go in. And this is where the first video game kind of connection came for me. It's like you're given your mission and then you're kind of given pick your weapons, pick your thing, pick your grenades. Because he literally says to them, right, they have to go. The first, sorry, no, I'm going too far ahead. They have to go to stop an attack. There's going to be a massive attack uh, on the front line. They're going to, all the soldiers are going to go over the front line to go across no man's land to obviously um, against the Germans. Now, unbeknownst to the guys doing this is that there's a trap being set by the Germans. The Germans have pulled all their other soldiers off the other lines onto that main line. So there's actually more soldiers there and it's going to be like a massacre by the, the English soldiers that are going to run run towards them, you know, like they'll just be shredded. So one of the guy, one of the soldiers' brother is actually one of the soldiers that's going to be going over the, 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 the top, as they say. So he's really invested, um, get there as fast as you can. So they're given their orders to get the message to stop the attack. Mm. And the last thing he says to them, have you got enough grenades? Have you got your weapons? Have you got bayonets? And I just thought, wow, this already feels like, you know, you're setting up your loadout before you go out into your mission. So I thought that was quite an interesting... That's the impression I got from it when I watched it. Um, Now, from there then, you literally, the camera never leaves the two soldiers later on. It's all filmed as one shot, so you, it's like one long timeline as well. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but from what I've read, f- they did it in five to six minutes intervals and they stitched together. Or five minute shots and they stitched together. You don't really see it in the movie. There's one or two parts you see a small bit of editing. All right, it, it, it does take you out of it, but it's very, very small. You kind of have to look. I've seen this movie now twice, three times, I think. It takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. Um. It's, but it's good. So it basically just follows them through the trenches. Um, and then the first sequence is they're going over the top uh, to go through the first no man's land where they, they were told that there's no soldiers on the other side. And the camera just constantly follows them. Like, you know, I, I'm trying not to say too much because there's a lot of spoilers in this. So we'll say you have action sequences for 10 to 15 minutes of intense moments. Um, and then you get like a cutscene, we'll call it, where they meet other soldiers and 
those other soldiers then would be just sitting down having cups of coffee or they'd be, you know, just kind of doing in between moments. But there's more storytelling in those brief moments. You find what the greatness of that time was. Um, how they're young boys and how they interacted and what they felt like. And it's like a loading screen. You got that 10 couple of minutes of of it's more storytelling moving the story forward and then you go straight into another action sequence and the action sequences are just mind-blowing mm. and it just builds and builds and builds to the final few minutes and there's a sequence in it you can it's very strange you could pull a lot of the sequences out from games you've played there's a sequence where there's a, uh, it's in darkness and the, the, they're in a uh, village we'll call it or a town and it's completely decimated from bombing and it's night time and there's all these flares going up and the soldiers trying to get through it and the, the, the tension there from though that 10-15 minutes is and it's something you ne- you wouldn't get from even a, uh, the best horror movies it's just it's fantastic and then they have a 2 or 3 minute moment in that where they slow everything down the camera stops and he meets somebody and again it tells another story in that three minutes that show the other side of the war that's happening and you're kind of going wow this was happening while all these other battles are going on around them you know um so it's it 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 for me it's one of the best war movies i've seen it like it Compared to Dunkirk or something like that, it's it's way better than that, and that was a good movie. The the characters are fantastic in it, you know. Um, it's not a perfect movie because I mean, some of the stuff that goes wrong for those soldiers is just Murphy's Law. It's just it, they're the two unluckiest soldiers I've mm. ever seen because between planes <laughs> and yes. But again, it's it's just it, for me, it's a must-watch in the big screen. Mm. Um, the camera never leaves. I can't say too much, the soldiers, it stays on at least one of them the whole time. There are sequences where they're running through, we'll say, this huge courtyard and the camera won't follow them exactly. It'll swing maybe 200, 300 metres across the yard, always staying on them. And they're running while being chased. Yeah, I've seen and that. I've, I've seen that back. image. Yeah, and I've then seen, it swings yeah. back in again as one of the soldiers trips or... But you never ever feel like how how will I say it? there's one sequence where you're trapped. You're trapped in um under some rubble. And because the camera stays with the two soldiers all the time, you actually feel like you're the third soldier I found. So that when you're trapped there with them, the camera is just on their faces and it's like you're looking at two soldiers long two friends alongside you and you're just you're you're there with them in that cramped space at that moment you know it really becomes a third person the camera it's very well done it's a very interesting idea um so it's very realistic there are some moments in it that are are, are, are quite hard to watch in in some of the mm. no man's scenes where he he they'd fall into a a, a a trench and he'd put his hand through a dead body or something you know it's not for the faint-hearted again but definitely a must-watch. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, so, yeah. And then finally, oh, finally, is that for any Mindhunter fans out there, unfortunately, they're not doing a third season, which is a shame, really, on Netflix. And uh, the, the Obi-Wan mm. Kenobi series has been shut down 
for scripts to be rewritten, but I don't think we might <laughs> ever see that show again. On to be honest with you, I heard you McGregor may have left it as well already. So we'll see. So that's it. Unless we make it yeah, into a movie, I think course, maybe that might be, that might be a better plan. idea. The movie side. So yeah, that's what? everything I've watched and seen. Mm. Um, I've seen the mm. more, but that's the ones I found the most interesting. Any questions or no? A couple of things. Well, worth yeah. worth keeping out for um, Netflix. End of the month, we got um, Adam Sanders Uncut Gems, which I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I think they got it in the states a bit earlier than us. And have you seen the trailer for Color Out of Space? No. <laughs> okay, no. it's a high-fi horror movie, and it's based on one of um, H.P. Lovecraft's short stories. Okay. Well, with a Nicholas Cage okay. in it. Okay, so. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Definitely no, not interested no, in that. Don't one, dispute him. Don't dispute that man. But um, because it's HP Lovecraft, and I love it. The, the, the only the only thing that he could play is a tree because of his wooden yeah. acting. But it's, it's, for me, I love HP Lovecraft for a reanimator and all that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's a two-hour horror movie, the sci-fi twist as well. But, uh, but yeah. So do we want to have a quick? Because it's getting on. Do we want to have a quick chat about Picard? Yep. Yeah. So, what's the consensus on how this panned out? Was it what you expected to see? Was it better than you expected it to be, or were you disappointed? Huh. Better. But I was going in from this from a negative point. Oh, of yeah, view. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I'd seen a few things that were um, sort of like really kind of like calling it out, saying it wasn't going to be very good, and. Um, I have to admit, it's just so nice yeah, to see Patrick Stewart reprising his role. It, I think you're very mm. hesitant when you see the start of this. But then yeah. again, I'd worked out that this was a dream sequence, and it was more likely to be he's having a dream, and you know, yeah, from what was happening in it. And I will say that I forgot, but I did double check and I did watch a bit of Star Trek Nemesis this morning, and at the very beginning, you hear Bing Crosby. With his song, yeah, it's um, yeah, and that's the one that Data, Data sings, sings at their at their, fun- at their funeral. Sorry, at the wedding, at the, at the wedding as yeah. well. Yeah, blue skies, oh, just blue skies, and it's also the one that Data also sings Nemesis. at the end of Nemesis, and it's the, it's the one at yeah, Troy Baker's wedding. Yeah, yeah, it's the beginning. So yeah. all th- all three, yeah, yeah, it's 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 in all three parts. So, but two parts in Nemesis and one part in. Yeah, um, and also just the very idea of the start of it is that we've we've come across Picard having dreams before and shock, shock, shock sort of where it started out. You know, he doesn't want to leave. He he regrets probably leaving Starfleet more than anything. But he left for his own own reasons, not not for for what probably what Starfleet stood for. I should imagine at the end of it, all, all of it. But yeah. I, th- I think it was more data that we got yeah. to see the dreams of yeah. rather than and I don't I, and I, I don't think we see much more than Brent in the dream sequences. I don't think that's as much as we're probably going to see. I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, d- I don't I don't think we're going to see uh, much more of data. I think that data will be, if anything, played by someone else because data's body was destroyed B4 in B four is in yeah. bits. Yeah. But the one thing that everybody is not talking about when you look at you know some of the discussions is Data yeah. had two brothers. Law. Because yeah, it was also yeah. Law. Yeah. And, well, all I can say is 
wait for tomorrow <laughs> when we do the uh, the spoiler cast, uh, which is going to like really going nerdy on it. So if you don't, don't like Star Trek, don't listen to it. <laughs> it's a special on but, Star yeah, I Trek. Think, I think it was it started slow, and by the end of the first episode, you're very much intrigued and, and on on board with it more. Yeah, and also like. I, when I told when I spoke to you on, a couple of weeks ago, the short that came out, the, the recent Star Trek short, mm. is actually the attack on Mars. That's right, yeah. And that story's told, and there's a bit more information in that as well, which I thought was quite good, you know, and, and what happened there. So, you know, it's that, that was a good tie into it as well, I think. You'll have to fill us yeah. in on that one then, Alan, because... I, I, don't so I, I don't know why Prime can't give us those, you know, it's a bit annoying, yeah. to be honest. It's the same way that America gets treated slightly different from us. Yeah. And the same way I was just about to order a bottle of Picard Chateau red wine, <laughs> and it doesn't ship to the doesn't ship to the UK. It's only in, only a internal orders within the within the United States. So I fancy the bottle of that or two, <laughs> one to put away and one to crack open. <laughs> but you know, yeah, but really, and honestly, it was. It was a slight breath of fresh air, and it was just nice to see him back where he belongs. Yeah, you know. But I think I don't. We shouldn't give our hopes up too much with how this is going to pan out because he's not going to have the Enterprise. He's not going to have a lot of the characters with him from the original show. They won't be there at all. All bar no. Th- this is all, yeah, bar one ca- all bar one character, and I know we've seen bits where he he has conversations with with number one. Yeah, Troy, but that is just that's, that's uh, only a couple of minutes, I think. I love the fact that number the dog one. was named number yeah, one. Yeah. I think all these little, these are just going to be cameos, really. Yeah. So don't expect much more yeah, than yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I think but, the, the character plays Will Riker. He directed one or two episodes as well. I think. Hmm. So yeah, William, William Frex. I, I think he's directed one. I'm not sure. Definitely one another. Jonathan Sorry, Frex. Yeah. Jonathan Frex, not William um, Frex. Yeah. But I don't think they. I think it, it's nice that they are spinning off a whole new kind of crew, you know, and, and, and see where that goes. I think it'll be interesting to see what they because do with I think that, you know? Obviously, because Picard's getting old now, and he can't even run up the stairs, bless him. No, they <laughs> use a stunt. I was laughing. They use a stunt double for that. Yeah. That was, that was... But, you know, it's. I we will see a few seasons out of these. It won't be a long running running show, I don't think. I think we'll definitely... There'll definitely be a season but the two. the thing I is... Four no, season, two, season two's definite, but I don't think... I. I'm comparing it to probably um, the last, the other Star Trek show we got on Netflix, Discovery, yeah. Which might, la- yeah, it depends. I, I think next season will be the last one, Discovery. I don't know why. I think it's just hanging on. I think next season will be the last one of that. I mean, P- uh, Patrick Stewart was yeah, uh, well, he's seventy nine. That's uh, my th- that's what yeah, that's my thought on it because this, yeah. of that. I think we won't. We will see. We know we got a second season coming, maybe even a third. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, it, we we we. I'd love to see a proper show that we got. You know, like we did with Next Gen and Voyager, something like that. That's constantly yeah. churning out from Paramount, constantly. You know, but who knows? We, you know, but it was a, a good start. I think. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. has potential. Nice surprise, we'll say. Hmm. 
Yeah, because like when mm. I watched it, I was kind of curious to see. I wonder what they'll do, and then I said, "Wow, I can't wait for next week." So that's always a good sign. And I'm glad it's weekly. It gives you a chance to break down what you saw and all the Easter eggs and all the kind of like the yeah, deep cuts catch, and catch stuff it a like that. Times at least, you know. And yeah, I mean, I've got it on my phone to watch again. Still, I've downloaded it, so I'll be able to just catch a little bit here and there. Yeah. Just just look at it and just ponder on it, really. And how many episodes? I wonder. I actually never. I never doesn't, looked at the episode, is it? Yeah, I was wondering. Is it? Well, it's normally about yeah, 12 nowadays. Is it 12? This bit on, uh... I hope it is. That seems yeah. like a lot, though, for. Uh, for uh, but in, in, interesting, interesting that the way it ended at the very, the very last sequence and how that finished. Yes. Very. Con- not confusing, but yeah, mm. intriguing, I must admit. No, a good start. Let's hope, fingers crossed, this. Kansas. Well, there's okay. definitely eight. There's, there's definitely eight because I've just looked up uh, Ice uh, Briny yeah. who plays Daj, and she's in uh, up to episode. I think it'll be eight, eight episode so. one. So I think Patrick Stewart. That's quite a loss of for his age to be doing more than that. So I think they might do a shorter season to suit him because he's. I mean, he's the main character. Mm. He's on screen probably ninety percent of the time. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, don't. Should we move to listeners' questions? Okay, right, we've got a few questions. We'll start with Mark as normal. He has a couple. And the first question is How much attention do you give to free offerings on games with gold or PS Plus or even Twitch each month? Are you, are you free to play weekends very effective at selling games? <clears throat> Thoughts? Um. Um, always download them or at least yeah. add them to my account. Uh, but in terms of the free to play weekends, don't bother taking them up because half of the time, by the time you finish downloading it, <laughs> it'll be time to stop. Yeah, you know, yeah before yeah, you can actually true. get. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. So with, with, the, with the games, I think you you try to maybe at least click on them. Some of them you might not fancy at the time, but maybe you regret that later in life. Yeah. Which is why I always download it because you never know how mm. things might pan out. So it's always best to add it to your account because if you never use it, you never use it, and if you do use it, you've got it there. Yeah, very true. For for me, no, I spend I a lot is, more attention the last maybe six or seven months with the the the, ex, the free to download games and the PS Plus games and gold stuff. As um, I t- I tend to if I see a game that's on sale or it's inside in one of the stores or something I tend to go well that's going to appear soon on my and I'm paying the subscription so I don't mind waiting that extra bit to see what comes out I actually look forward sometimes every month to see what's going to be available free especially the Epic Store I quite looking like looking and seeing what they're going to give you Um. so yeah I suppose mm. it's, it's kind of for me it's more more of an impact over the last couple of months than it was I suppose and I don't do the free to play <laughs> uh- and, and you don't get the no, Twitch don't. games, Twitch do you? Ireland Ireland? Is, uh, it's, uh, see, Amazon Prime and all that kind of stuff, I, it's not... You don't get much... If you if you get Amazon Prime here and you go in to look at a TV show or a movie, sometimes it says not available. So it's just not... It's like you can't get BBC over here, you can't get you know, BBC Player, or ITV Player, all that kind of stuff. You just, you know, we're like the distant cousin you don't want us to call. Mm. <laughs> mm. Weird. 
Okay. Uh, Alan, do you want to do the second one? Um, yeah, second one then is from Mark again. It's, um, do gamers expect too much from games regardless of price? Always, I think. I think so too, I think. We're, all, a, we're yeah. a weird species for that. I'm, I'm going to say something controversial. No, I don't, because at the cost of games these days, when you play, if you're buying a game straight out of the uh, bat for... Fifty pounds, or even you know, mm, up yeah. to like the hundred pounds, which some of the, the games passes. have with the yeah. season passes. I think to be given a game that is half built and requires several months' worth of uh, updates in order to get it into a playable state is just not. On. Yeah, but going back to you, Dan Hayden, I know your love for achievements. Um, does the price of a game affect, or or do you look at achievement? Like, is it an easy thousand? Is it a difficult thousand to achieve points? Does the price of the game then affect you purchasing it? More the price yeah. of the game affects me purchasing okay. it than anything else. Uh, what I what I tend to do is I tend to look at games where of um, either you know like indie yeah. games that have just come in, um, or games that have been reduced in price. You know by probably fifty percent yeah. at least. Before I consider them, and that includes a lot of the indie games as well, um, because there's no point in paying out that all of that extra money. You know, games are expensive. If you know, when I look, you know, you might spend twenty quid on buying a mediocre, um, you know, half half price, you know, normal game to buying maybe four or five or maybe even six indie games of which might be one or two that is good in there and any yeah. other ones aren't so good. So, and it, you know, it depends upon what, what they're offering and stuff like that, but also the price is a is a big one because you can't keep shelling out 50 quid here, 50 quid there. I was wanting to buy um, the new Call of Duty, yeah. Modern Warfare, uh, and I thought... No, it's it held its price re- faster than most now. games, uh, Call of Duties, yeah. And it's still yeah, yeah it's still price. fifty quid. But Call of Duty World War Two is um, yeah, ten pounds now, five or six euros here. I was actually thinking about picking it up after watching nineteen seventeen. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what about you guys? For me, price of games, like as you know, I, I have two daughters going to college this year, so it's really. I really have to, like I said to the previous question, I think that's why I'm the free games or the, the the Game Pass games, the PS Plus games are more for me. Yeah, there's one, there's a couple of games this year that are day one purchases. Um, I've put deposits down them, you know. Um, but yeah, price of games do do affect lately how I buy them, you know. So I think I think yeah, I think without realizing it, we are going more digital these days. Yeah. I know I don't with movies, but with games, I think we do. It's... Mm. Well, thinking about the digital, you know, you've got the yeah. ones like Humble Bundle as well, where uh, now it's Humble Choice. So you get uh, eight out of nine or something games for $20 a month, unless you're already subscribed to Humble Bundle, in which case you keep on that sort of price plan. Um, but this month I've paused my subscription for the simple reason that uh, the main games that I had, you know, I already had that were in in this week's one because I went out and I bought. Granted, it was on CD keys and it was nowhere near the actual yeah. asking price. The uh, Shadows of Mordor, you know, uh, 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 
the, the you know the the latest one I'd already have had that and they had it on two systems so I thought one of which was PC so I thought there's no point in getting it again so I might as well pause it uh, especially after I looked at all of the other uh, indie games that were in there there was nothing that really excited me uh, in it you know as much it would the main one was the main one as it were I think there was another one of those theme hospital ones which I was sort of like slightly intrigued by but I thought I don't really want to want to get that collection hopefully next month it'll yeah. be something that I don't have so you know um, I, th- I think buying games certainly on PC in that kind of way now that is completely revolutionised the way that my mm. PC gaming yeah. is. Okay. Hayden? Okay. Uh, so Jason Tune asks, favourite uh, crisps, snacks or sweets? And if you could bring back anything that's been discounted, uh, what would you bring back? He misses savoury cheese snacks. Discontinued, I never had them. I think that's an English thing, is it? Mm. Don't know. Must be. Must no. be. I, I don't remember them. But I, Walkers, they were walkers evidently. Regarding discontinued sweets, that's now a thing of the past, really. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because you can get everything Lidl's and Aldi's now. They have all and those retro if you If you go in onto Amazon.co.uk and you can buy packs of sweets from like the 60s or 70s, for example. Yeah. So you've got the, you've got like the um, Cola Cubes, Blackjacks of the time, wine gums, you know, fudge bars. All those sort of sweets you have with kids, they are readily available. They look off your teeth, maybe, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, what about favourite crisps? Um, favorite Anything crisps. spicy? I quite like the pickled onion monster munches. They're lovely. I like them. There's, oh, yeah, they're They're, they're nice. kind of hard to find over here these days, but they're nice. Like. Yeah. There's a Walker's... I think it's Walker's. There's a Crinkle Crack crisps you can get, which are... Hot chili, hot chili wings or something like that. Oh, never had them. No, really nice. So they've got a nice mm. tang to them, and and actually, I do like Doritos, especially the the chili ones. Yeah, I quite like the Doritos yeah. uh, cheesy ones. I like the, um, uh, what are the ones in the tubes? Yes, yes, those Pringles. Th- those yeah. ones, Pringles. Barbecue. Yeah, I like the barbecue, <laughs> yeah, the barbecue ones nice. of those, and. Um, tomato sauce flavoured crisps. Very as well. sweet, actually. I don't think we have. I've never seen them over no, <laughs> Would you remember we had we've had a, quite a few little, yeah, little, so t- little special edition ones. There was hedgehog flavoured crisps at one point. Do you remember those? I was just thinking <laughs> it was hedgehog, hedgehog flavour as well. Yeah. How the how the hell would you know that? Like? Hedgehog. Hedgehog. <laughs> Prickly? Is it like? <laughs> Do you remember? The, I don't know. I never fancied them. To be quite honest, the the. Uh, the skips we used to get, and they were like the mm. sort of like um, prawn cocktail flavour. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, the other thing as well is things like chocolate bars, ones yeah. that have gone have come back, like Curly Whirlies, they mm. disappeared and are back. Whispers, they did. The one thing that I want in terms of stuff that has been discontinued it's not so much discontinued but i want them to make the chocolate bars the same yeah, size as they used to be 20 years ago because <laughs> yeah because you you look what is now uh you know like because uh, twix are one of my favorites um you look at the the twix extras mm. that's the size of what a twix was 20 years ago just about 
so maybe a little bit longer. But nowadays, the Twix bars, they're probably about 25, 30% smaller than they used to be. Chocolates are, it's called, yeah. let's rip off Britain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about tins of quality well, streets? Remember those they were, massive they tins deep, you used to get? Yeah. At Christmas. Yeah. It was, it was mm. like a bloody swimming pool no, of more, uh, chocolate. More and nowadays, yeah. Yeah, more rare than chocolate. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, you, I mean the the, the the penny sweets as a kid, like like flying saucers and stuff like that, and you know they're all still available to get hold of now. It's you know, and I just saw a post. Yeah. I don't know if it was, but it was from Mars saying they're going to bring back opal fruits as a special edition. I didn't know they were going to. I didn't even know well, they had because they changed the name as well. Starburst was it? Yes. Yes. They're now going to go going back to going back to rebranding them as as. Uh, as April okay. fruits, which which is what they were for the seventies for us. Yeah, that's old boys. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I must admit, I never understood why they renamed Marathon Snickers. No, yeah. one, isn't it? Because I always thought you put on your Snickers to go and do a marathon. I don't even like marathons. And I'm going like to shake my head at this one. Shall we move on? <laughs> I, I don't like. I, I don't like marathons nice. either. I seem to eat them anyway. Yeah. You, you, you run ultra marathons, I couldn't even eat one. Yeah. Come on. Look, house in order. Anyway, so Paul Wilson says, dilemma time. The end is nigh. The world is at the end and a few days' time. Forget friends, family and loved ones. From your pile of shame, pick one game that you have not completed. Jeez. Which game would you play until the end? And one movie that you would never, wa- never watch but keep on meaning to view? That's tough. Um, I... Th- Probably Metal Gear Solid Five, maybe because I've started it, I've never finished it, and I quite like the. You you do know that you probably want to enjoy your last few. <laughs> no, days. but I, I enjoy all well. the other Metal Gears. <laughs> I really like you know, and I, I hopefully eventually will play Death Stranding, but I just I just think I'd like to finish it because I I love Peace Walker, and it's very similar to that. No, I so, preferred the two the first two movies, mm, the first two, two games, games to be honest. Yeah. They're my favourites. Yeah, so did I. So, one game. T- I don't know, really. Because, it, obviously, it's not like you're on a desert island this time. You, you have only got a few days left before the world is at an end. Yeah. I could probably find something else you could do. But yeah. <laughs> so, I, I tell you, let me dig out Spider-Man. I need to finish that. I, I started I playing that again yeah. the other day. I'd forgotten how good it was. Yeah, I got the platinum on it, but I'd never done the there's, DLC. There's about three parts to the, the DLC, DLC now, isn't there? Yeah, I, but they're yeah, supposed there is. to be only okay. Hmm. I um, I'm close to the platinum, but I never. Um, I just didn't go back till I finished it, and that was it. So <clears throat> it's it, yeah, it's that grind doing all do. of the. Little so what bits about a left. movie that you've ne- never watched that's in your your list to watch? If you t- I don't if you know can because I kind of watch everything really. That I want to watch, so mm. I don't know. Um, that's a tough one. No, I'm blanking. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> watch everything really that yeah. I want to watch. You? Any movies you'd want that you'd put off? I'd probably actually rewatch something that I enjoy. Oh, I'd rewatch Lords. Yeah, I think if I've got a favourite movie. I'd love to rewatch. I, I, if it's coming to the end, I think I'd wonder, I'd rather go and watch a movie that I love and hold dearly. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Because you're going to see it for that last time. Yeah, I suppose find something nice, something cheery. I don't know. 
<laughs> Are we giving up on that one? Are you going to watch be... Armageddon or Deep? One of those big, like, the, the, the 12, what's it? Or one of those big uh, apocalyptic movies. Oh, Jaws or something. You, might, you know, yeah. Uh, oh, no, I don't know what I'd, I'd do. I would, yeah, I would do Skyrim as the game yeah. because I've never completed that. And then I would watch a Steve Carell movie, Desperately Seeking a Friend movie, for the yeah. End of the World. <laughs> I went to see it at Liverpool, and I'm not kidding you, it's the first time I've ever been into a cinema where it was filled with single people. <laughs> there was like 40 people in the cinema, and it, there was every one of them was sat on the road. <laughs> it was weird. Mm. It was very, very weird. Yeah, it was good a good movie, movie actually, I enjoyed yeah. it. Quite. De- yeah. It was a happy, depressing end. <laughs> Okay, who's doing the last question? I'll do it. Uh, uh, Lee Dorothy. It's it's I'll a zombie it. apocalypse, and you can choose three video game characters as your companions. Who do you choose? Hmm. I think the three boys. The three boys from um, three. Gears. Dom. They they'd help you out in the apocalypse. What Dom and yeah. or, could, all that or maybe even some of the main characters from um, The Walking Dead? They seem to do quite well in the That's zombie apocalypse. Th- that was what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the main character yeah. of the first one. Yeah, he'd be all right. I wouldn't want the girl. But, uh, J- uh, what's her name? Clementine, because everybody else yeah, dies and she lives. I, you so don't that want to be a person, do you? <laughs> no. No, you don't. No. Um, um, I suppose Lara Lara Croft would be a good one. Yeah. How about yeah. The, the how about the team that were um, uh, what was the other game zombie game where they were? Oh, what is now top of my head? <laughs> one where you 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 play you can bring in four you four of you you know to play the same game sort of multiplayer like State of Decay. Oh, uh, Left yeah. for Dead. Yeah. Left yeah. for Dead. No, yeah. Okay, that'd be good. Be interesting. Um, yeah. You wouldn't. You, would, you wouldn't. It, you wouldn't want Sonic the Hedgehog, would you? I, no. I, <laughs> no. I'd. I'd go for Jill Valentine. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Maybe. Yeah, Z- maybe yeah. um, Link from yeah. Zelda. <laughs> he seems to do okay. Or how about Claire Redfield? Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd have her. I'd have her, Lara Croft, and Claire Redfield in, in yeah, my, I, I Drew Valentine in my, uh, in, in my collection. That that those are, that'd be my three. I I will totally agree. I know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go with you on that one. Yeah, sorted. Oh, oh. so I could have a little fantasy party. Are <laughs> we done now? Are we? I'm going to go and get something to eat. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Okay. All done. Hayden. So just need to do the contacts. Uh, so I'm HRJ UK on just about everything. Uh, so PSN, Xbox Live, and Steam, etc. But on Epic, I'm Pop Culture Gamers. Um, so that's my Me, details. Twitter at Steve07. That is the same for the Xbox and also my um, YouTube channel for movie soundtracks. And the PSN is the real Steve007. Alan. 
Um, on Twitter, I'm Head Chef Allen. Xbox and PSN, I'm Chef Allen. And email is thegingergamerayahoo.com. Excellent. So, number. I'll just do the other <laughs> sure ones as well. Uh, so, don't forget, we've got Twitter, Pop Culture Gamer, uh, our Facebook group, uh, e- email podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk, websites popculturegamers.podbean.com, and we also have a Patreon, and we now have yeah. two Patreons. Oh. Anyway, so how are we going to do an intro? I've been thinking about this. So, I think I think a good in- introduction and not an outro would be like Blue Peter. <laughs> what would well, that be? Because well, you all say, you say, all say all hello together, don't you, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but outro is a bit difficult. Uh, well, what about like uh, Rainbow, where I get to go, goodbye. It's <laughs> not the Waltons. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's good night, John Boy. Anyway, just... I'm so, for now, it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from me. And it's a slant from me. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening. See you again. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.